your discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Welcome back. Thank you, everyone. I'm your host, the host of the most. You already know what time it is. I'm Black Heart. She's Lansky. Whatever you want to call me, call me. Thank you, everyone, for slowly walking into the season premiere of last week of wrestling. We're back with a shebang bang. And you already know what time it is, man. We're here to bring the fun of the professional and independent wrestling as much as we can. But I know a lot of stuff has been going on during the offseason. So I'm going to just, you know, do our normal routine first, you know what I'm saying? Do what's the biggest favorite in the world. Like, share, subscribe, be notified, leave a comment below. Let us know what you think about the episode. Pass it on to you people. Let, let them know that we are live. The Palm Mob is back. Full fucking fruition. Um, I'm going to try to go through all these things the fastest way that I can. So there's a lot of things that we did behind the scenes. So as you already know, follow us everywhere. Go to our link tree at linktree slash off the top rose podcast to see all our stuff that we got up that's still active. There's some things that we had to shut down because there was really no usage and certain things started to, you know, hold us back. And it's a little bit too much maintenance work. So we had to dump back a little bit, but, um, you know, but there's some new stuff that came in for us though. Um, for those of you guys that do not know, as you see the kind of the merchandise that I got on some of the bling bling on my arm, and of course, you know what time is when it comes to you know who. Big shout out to W. You know what I mean? Go make sure you use our W code, OTTR, our coupon code, 10% off the you know, off your next purchase at W.W.GG. But also, do not forget if you want to get fly like me, want to get that like me with some of the freshest gear from the Dream Alive University. Yes, and that means we got a special announcement for y'all. We are now brand ambassadors. For the Dream Alive University DAU, get with 15% off. Use our coupon code OTTR Mob as well at dreamalive.store. And also, like I said, you want to get done like me with a nice chain, a nice little Cuban link wrist, uh, wrist uh, bracelet, and everything like that. And boy, we are bringing bastards for Soul Laced as well. Bring it back for them as well with 25%. Well, basically, you go to www.getlace.com. Use that promo code, get dipped up, get icy, not like I am. The shades, thank you guys. Thank you, W. Thank you, DAU. And especially thank you, So Lace, because I fell in love with my bracelet when I got it. You know what I mean? Also, make sure that you show love to my boy Joker. As you know, as you should know, last season we had to open up some of his stuff too. So don't forget to get some merchandise from bonfire.com slash stores at all the time most podcasts. Support Ever the Joker and Christy Quinn. Greatly appreciate every last one of you guys doing in, joining in with us. Too much you to handle. Y'all ready for some fun? It's a fucking excitement, though. Um, so a lot of stuff has changed, but for before we even start, um, there's been a lot of change behind the scenes. So as you know, some people are not here on the Palm Mall with us. Um, 
just out of respect for the situation at hand, I wanted to give a personal thank you to each and every person that wasn't here, that was here, that put in the work, that that brought things to the table, that brought that creativity to the table, that brought financial compensation to, uh, to the table, but the British commodity to the table. I know certain things did not work out with some people, or some and you know, some did. Snow from the bottom of my heart. I greatly appreciate you being here. No matter what, whoever that you may be from the past that came in the first season on, if you came in here, you put in the work, no matter what, I'm going to give you your props, no matter what the situation is. So I give my props to all you guys out there who've been in here, and I congratulate you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I wish you nothing but the best. But now, we move on to the next chapter. This is season eight. We back at it, though. So we're going to do to, we'll do last week or something a little bit differently, though. We had a soft reset. Um, during the off season, so some people that used to be here, they're not going to be here. But you're all going to see some more regular faces. We're going to try to bring some of that essence back, baby. So here we have it. And oh my god, this man sure knows how to walk in late, even though he's cocky as a motherfucker as he can be because he is your new OTTR champion. After the crazy hiatus, he's back, ready to get on my motherfucking nerves. Jeez Louise, he's yeah. back in this bitch again. My yeah. motherfucker, how you back. doing? Doing well. I'm in my new setup down here with SpongeBob and Bikini Bottom. And at, you can see it. You see it. You see it. The settings around me. We, we upgraded the studio, man. We, we I see that. What? I see that. But we. It's just unbelievable how like you can just get so fancy on me like that, I, man. You know, it is dope. <laughs> as, as you stated, you know, things have changed around here, but you know what doesn't change? Me being the king. That never changes. You're I'm not going to take, take off my shade. OTTR champion, the king. I'm is not back going on to do throne. this with you today. No, we're not going to do this. Throne. I got to bring, listen. I'm listen. I'm the Ernie Johnson. This man, Big Mike, is the Shack now. Or well, I guess what? Well, actually, matter of fact, now we got another Shack coming in. So I guess you gotta be Ernie in this case. Or I mean, we'll figure this thing out. We'll figure this thing out. But next, and of course, the flamboyant one, the one, the only. Oh, this man made me scratch my head every time you want to do this. Freaking Rollins is back at it once again, ladies and gentlemen. Who, 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 who? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I still gotta do some extra shit when it comes to this. Oh my god, I keep forgetting about these little fucking sound bites. Oh my goodness. What's up, everyone? <laughs> I'm back. I'm dripped out. I got my man, Big Mike. Partners in the building. What's going on? My man, Big Mike, four-time OTTR champ. Let, Let me address it right. Let four me address it right. Four-time OTTR champ. 
still fucking disgust me with this crap. And last but not least, the big oh my god, <laughs> this man, no one at all, he, he's back at it again. And no, I don't mean he's smelling bacon, he's not smelling no bacon today. Daddy. Off today. I was hoping that was you. I came here to apologize. Oh. <laughs> He's still on that back. dumb shit. He's still on that dumb shit. I'm um, back. I'm going back, man. Yeah. What up, family? Our boy's back. What's up, the family? Boy, the boys is back. Yeah, I miss I you mean, guys. You know. I miss you guys. Yo, man. Uncle back. Uncle, I mean, he dudes, he should be here momentarily. And what he does, he's gonna roll all in the way he always does each and every season. Well, that he is. Just hope he got something on his head. Just make sure that his head's covered, you know. But he'll be here shortly. <laughs> As for everyone in the group and everyone that's in the audience, thank you for everyone that's coming in here. Spread the word. We are back. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Eric. Make sure that you tune into the Wrestling Asylum next week, Saturday, for the season premiere show, as well as. Black Arts Angels, the bigger they ever return next Saturday at 4 p.m. Saturday, you know what I'm saying? So the network is slowly getting back to normal, man. I miss y'all, well, folks. I mean, how was your summer before we, you know, roared around the world one time real quick? Interesting and busy. Mine was great. Same thing. Mine was great. Yeah. I was on concert series. I mean, who didn't I go see this summer, you know? Mike was on vacation every weekend. I was out. I was out. I still finding out where is all this money coming from. Who's the sugar mama, bro? Who's the sugar mama, man? Please. I don't know. Something in that New York water. Where is the sugar mama at, bro? We need to know info. What's her 401k plan like? Listen, my, my 401k is looking nice right now. See, I didn't ask you. I asked, I asked the sugar mama, what's her day like? Because I'm curious. Yeah, she ain't spilling the beans. I'm beam, curious. Bro. And does she got any friends? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I don't think he's trying to share the wealth on that one, man. He ain't, you know, he ain't trying to. He needs He ain't trying to ruin his riches right now. He's trying to get all the riches and glory right now. So it's too late. Good, man. Listen, all I bro. All I gotta do is say I, I I saw Beyonce this summer, and you know that's that's it, man. That's, that's My niece did too. My niece did too. Listen, listen, I, listen. I'm gonna say this. Listen, I respect the fact that you've been out. I'm glad, but for my opinion, I'm not going to see no Beyonce. Never would. Not even interested. Sorry. It was an amazing. Ain't worth it. It was Our ticket ain't worth it. No, no, listen, I'm not knocking you for it. I, I no, listen, I commend you. We're not gonna open up. Right. Like this. No, we're I'm just no, up no, like we're not, no, we're not open up. I'm just saying I'm not a I'm not a fan of I would just go out of out of musicianship just to see the band, not to see her, because I know the musicians are dope as shit. But her, I can't. I'm sorry, I will not. Oh shucky ducky quack quack. She ain't worth the nine hundred dollars. She ain't worth the nine hundred dollars. Bro, you know how many marriages she didn't ruin because of her tickets? We mean the whole kid, the whole Kardashian family ruined relationships and shit. What are you talking about? Nah, bro, you yo, bro, go on YouTube. 
Don't make me take all my goddamn shades, right? Yo, come on, dog. Man, Bro, this shit is actually fucking nice. Her I'm tickets, not, I would try to take these things off. <laughs> her, her tickets are more than rent right now, okay? For one. Listen, you won't be seeing me outside this fall. I tell you that. He said the four away got a little tucked, but now he got to get tight. <laughs> see, but that's what's called hibernating. See, but that's our hibernating season anyway. So that's what we start. So that's when we start coming back in the house. <laughs> I got I got one more show left in the in the concert series, uh, two in a week. And oh, yeah, then, well, you, who you going to see? I'm going to see my man Neo. Don't see my man Neo. Now, I'm not going to lie. That's one individual that I would love to see who's highly underrated. Highly man. underrated in the music industry. He wrote a lot of good songs for a lot of people that he don't get his credit for. And that's one person I would love to see before he retires. Not going to lie to you. I'm definitely going to enjoy that show. Where's well, boys, y'all ready? Y'all ready to go back in time on all this shit? Yeah, yeah let's go back because we got a lot of juicy shit to talk about. Well, it's going to be a little bit different when it comes to this. So I'm going to expedite this whole goddamn thing as fast as I fucking could. So we're going to rewind back the tape to August 27th at All In. Okay, so the opening matchup was for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Ozzy Open defending the championship against MGF. And who wins? MGF wins. It was Adam Cole, baby. And I'm with CM Punk defending the real championship against Samoa Joe. Who the hell would have thought CM Punk was that CM Punk was such was, a was, 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 was loose? No. The FGW Championship. Hook actually defeats that pair to, um, to actually become a 2 down champion again. Will Ospreay defeats Chris Jericho in a decent ass match. AEW Trio Championship was being defended. The House of Black dropped the titles to the acclaim. And then this whole stadium stampede, BCC and Eddie Kingston's team, BCC reluctantly actually wins. The coffin match between Swerve Strickland and AR Fox against Sting and Darby Allen. Of course, the heavy favorite was going to win. The Elite and Kota Ibushi taking the hard beast of the Bullock and Kazaska. And Kazaska wins. And then Hokkaido Shia drops the title to Soraya. My God. And then FTW was one of the best championship matches that they had. FTW, I mean, FTR retains. And then MGF firmly retains against Adam Cole in the main event at All In. And that's basically what the fuck that scene consists of. What happened at All In. This is the fallout. We've been gone for the last three months. A lot of shit has happened, but we'll talk about two specific things that happened during the. Um, during the summer towards the end of the show, and we'll give a special tribute before we go off the air tonight. So, our thoughts and reactions to the AEW All In pay per view. I'm gonna go first. I didn't get the chance to watch the full thing, I watched the highlights for what I've seen. It was a very great show. Um, I'm a big fan of the acclaim, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've been saying it from the time of the pandemic. Um, I just like their their aura and their attitude, and then with the addition of, of Billy Gunn being that mentor and key piece to the puzzle, <clears throat> uh, just makes it even more better. Um, the surprising match for me was the um, Will Ospreay and Jericho match. I mean, I know Jericho's up there in age, but the stuff that he was able to do uh, kind of carry his in on the match was absolutely old school Jericho-ish in some ways that I could be like, okay, 
cool. Um, overall, I give the um, outside of the the attendance, I give it all a um, I give it a five. I'm gonna give that program a five. They all went out, as you can tell from the big uh, review, and uh, from the looks of it, there was not one dry moment within the event. So I admire that. So big shout out to AEW for that. Well, this is going to get real interesting to see. Big Mike, I know the anti-AEW bloodstream is flowing through your veins. Let me hear it. Well, this this so this this season, the word is going to be context. There's always context. Was All In a great pay-per-view? Yeah, it was really, really good. I, I would even say my great, I would even give great. Was it the greatest wrestling event in history? No. No. It was not. I'm not even, to be honest with you, sure if it was top five this year. But that doesn't mean it wasn't really good because it was really good. I love the acclaim, as Uncle Fats does. Uh, I was surprised they won, but I wasn't mad at it. I did not. I thought the women's match was rushed. Um, but all in all, you know, it was good. Uh, the coffin match, I thought the coffin match was way better than I expected. The stadium stampede match was, was the match of the night for me. That was just chaos and carnage and just, I don't know. And I was here for all of it. I was here for all of it. Um, and and MJF and Adam Cole, baby, shut it down. They, you know, they put on a really good championship match. They continued the story. There was drama afterwards. I mean, what what else could happen happened in in London? I mean, it was it was good. I'm glad Tony Khan spent some money on the uh, production, getting a nice that entrance uh, LED screen for them to walk out. That was nice. Uh, it was it was good. If if but the word is context. If that is their WrestleMania, which it seems like they're trying to do, okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's all I'm gonna say. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay, Mike. Bad. You got anything to say about this? Let's let me start here. I'm just gonna piggyback off of Big Mike real quick. If that is their WrestleMania, that's like WWE's fast lane. Damn, some of y'all AEW fans, nah. y'all gotta be real salty about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 got to respect their opinion but don't get me wrong it was a great pay-per-view for them it's just that it just it gave me like you know a low grade wwe pay-per-view or whatever the fuck they call it now but um, yeah so (laughs) whatever a ple uh pay-per-view i'm sorry i'm still stuck on the ages of when we had to pay for that shit and then we have black mm-hmm. boxes. So VCRs. Yes, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, 
Um, I'm gonna start off with uh, I'm gonna start off with the um, acclaim. I see why they won due to the current events that are happening right now. I can see why the trio's titles were dropped to them. Um, sorry, uh, Alistair Black, my man's now. He'll be coming back to WWE when he gets his head right, not AEW. Um, let's see what else. What else did I? I did not like the women's match because. I mean, anyone, if anyone saw it coming in, I mean, all you had to do was go, we're in London, Soraya's winning, inevitable. It, it was, it was, it was all right. It was, it was just okay for me. One of the best. All right. Well, I want to just bring it to y'all. I thought it was just mediocre at best. I mean, technically, majority of the card that you looked at, you already knew half, with half the winners. The only the only biggest match to me, honestly, was the Young Bucks and FTR match because that was the one that brought me to Rico to watch that because the third time they that these two tattoos fought each other and for the FTR the FTR I mean the AEW World Tattoo Championships. So that's the only thing I agree with everyone here. I felt that whole uh, women's championship match was rushed. And Soraya actually surprised me about winning it and a car receiver. Only dropping it after like two and a half weeks of just beating Tony Storm for it, which that made no sense. You must have just have Tony just defend it at all in and then drop it to Soraya that way to continue whatever the storyline for the breakup within the um the whole outcast thing. So I thought that was kind of like thought bad. Um the elite and Okoda Ibushi, that match. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I thought the elite was gonna win that one for sure, but gave me a swerve like a motherfucker. So I fucked up a lot of shit for us. Um, this whole real championship thing is trash. This whole real championship with the whole CM Punk thing is trash, abysmal. Why the fuck did we have to even get the audacity of TK to have to feed it to the man ego to say, well, he didn't really drop the title, but we suspended him. And he was injured on top of that, so he was gone for longer than just what well, they expected, but we can't get rid of but we can't get rid of the title. Should have stripped we should have had that man relinquish the championship with all that shit having the fucking permit instead of having the whole world, the whole real championship speech. I find that one corny as fuck. And we'll get into that other thing during the last topic and shit. Um, but every other thing that happened on this card went exactly as planned. Not the BCC, but the BCC victory, though, I thought that was kind of like a curveball, too. Um, Will Ospreay, AEW, you better sign that motherfucker before that contract hit expires for New Japan. If he goes to WWE, I know Triple H is going to be laughing his ass at the motherfucking bank when it comes to this one. And then soon we're going to get um, Brian Pimba Dream making his debut in NXT soon, too. So we're going to see what... AEW, I mean, what WWE can do with AEW talent that's not being utilized. So now we're going to see some shit happen. So let's see how all that shit kind of comes to uh, kind of come to fruition. I just hope, I just hope with that last statement, I just hope that WWE, like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just going to say, WWE is petty. I mean, they're legit. Their grandfather, you know, the, the grandfather wrestling. But they're petty as fuck. And we've all seen what they've done to wrestlers from other companies that have uh, impact in their former companies. And then they come over and then just kind of let them fizzle out on their own. 
and some they're allowed to flourish based upon you know how well they continue to be and some they just turn them into jobbers and eventually they just fucking fade away um my thing with AEW, and this is my last statement, we can move on. My, my thing with this whole all-in, I mean, all-out uh, pay-per-view, I do agree with y'all. It, it might seem like fast lane. You also have to understand this is a company that's five, what, five years in? That's a yeah, lot. Yeah. I'm just saying, it, what are they, five years in? Close to four. Okay, close to four years. Okay, sorry. Uh, and then to have that kind of attendance for that type of event kind of speaks a little volumes. And I'm not saying, oh, we're expecting for for the turnaround to be massive and to the to blow WWE out the water. I just don't want AEW to fall in the lights and the ways of how WCW went. Continue to be what you are. Continue to have the pay-per-views that you have. Just continue to have better productions and better people writing in the back and allow your wrestlers to wrestle and and find their ways when it comes to the promos. That's the only way that you're going to stay alive in this business. You can never come in thinking that you're going to take over WWE because there's no way in hell. Even if this man, God forbid, was the past, there's no way in hell that AEW is taken over WWE. Now you could be the second tier company in this industry or in this conglomerate, but just stay where you're at. That's all I got to say. Just stay where you're at. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep pleasing the crowd and you'll be fine. Tony Khan, do not fuck this up. In my honest opinion about AEW, I want to say that I think that they are doing things very smart right now by putting out so much content, having so many days of wrestling that they're able to actually utilize their talent now. They're actually able to get some other faces on TV. The only problem is a lot of their shows right now still have a lot of the same faces. And I just kind of contradicted myself, but I feel like Saturday night might be the start to seeing new faces and might be the start to them actually going, all right, let's give the people what they want. And that's to see more wrestling. And now that, you know, certain people are not on AEW, we're going to see that more. We're going to see WWE pick up and pick up and kill it and kill it and kill it as best as they can by taking on these AEW wrestlers that are, you know, going to go to the, you know, go to the dark side. And then the WWE wrestlers are going to go to the good side. You never know what's going to happen. But just now seeing all this wrestling content, because if you think about it, there's wrestling on every, just about every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just, so just being able to say that as a wrestling fan, we're now going to get what we really want you got AEW that's you know they're not full of entertainment as wwe because they're giving that that straight up raw gritty wrestling and then you got entertainment out of wwd and then you got you know thursday night with 
you know, on reels with um, MLW and those, they wrestle over there. You know what I'm saying? You got New Japan Wrestling. They are crazy over there, man. It's like, what can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Yeah, they definitely definitely are moving in the right direction. Um, It's just time, you know, they just still have growth that has to happen. But like I said, you know, we we got to be able to do two things at once. We got we can recognize that you know it's still a young company, and to any company, anybody that could put eighty thousand people in a one place at one time mm-hmm. is is remarkable, and and should be applauded for that. Mm-hmm. They must have advertised Beyonce. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, those, hey, yo, you know what? That might be funny because if you look at the schedule, she might have been, she might have been in in what was it, in in London. She might have been in London at the time. So, true. We never know. They could have been playing playing their cards. Like that. Barry, Barry's on something like that. I mean, no, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um, let's just hope that collision don't turn into the new rampage as Warren said in the comments. I mean, I don't think that need. I mean, I think what they need to do, honestly, flip rampage over to Sunday, get that to seven o'clock slot, some other shit like that, whatever. Give that them before you do like an NBA, whatever you know, say like you have for TNT, and you put collision on Fridays, but I don't know if you'll be able to try to do that. At the eight o'clock slot, unless you want to go head to head with SmackDown, which I think AEW should not do. But then again, what other best they can't, to up your they views? They can't switch to Sunday. So, 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 so collision. No, I, no, 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 you I can't know, switch to Sunday no, right now. I'm saying, no, I never. No, I said Rampage be put on Sundays for that. That, one. that would mess them you up. Can't. That would mess them up. You, how would that mess them up? up? You got football, man. They ain't never gonna watch that shit when you got football going on okay, right now. But that's why Collision's gonna struggle right. now. Collision's gonna and struggle then, because right. of college. This, right? By the time the seven o'clock start starts, you're already in the fourth quarter. Going about to be the end and then the post game show. And then you're already gonna gear up for the next game anyway. So there's more of the down down now one unless depending on the score, you might have more views just battling out depending on who you are. And no, that's I mean, true, what man. would you Who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who-who
to have their, their rating wars instead of trying to clash. Because what you're going to do is you're going to mess up what you've already got going trying to compete with something that's already established. You know what I'm saying? Work your way up first before you can try to start knocking down the door and picking locks and shit. AEW ain't there yet. Listen, look what happened on Tuesday. And that was WWE's move to try to do that dumb shit and look what the fuck happened with that. But WWE has the money to do that. They've been doing dumb shit right, like that, that for though, years. But they did it with a developmental trying to treat that as a third brand well, they should have done that before all that ever happened. But you can tell and all that, that was is the lead why. But uh, but then that was the lead why when you took it away from Tuesday night on the I mean on the WWE network and put it on USA Network on a Wednesday night, you made that justifiable move to say, okay, despite what the hell that we got here, let's just throw this shit out there and just try to counteract with them. That's and, a pity move. But do. that's why I said at the beginning. WWE is known for being petty. When you are a billion dollar conglomerate and you got two okay, flagship wait, shows, who's really gonna pay attention to the Browns besides John Moxley? Come on now, stop this. So when you got two, <laughs> when you got two flagship, <laughs> stop. When you got two flagship shows that brings in millions of views. Mm-hmm. You have the capital to really kind of mess around with the development process because it's development. They're gonna eventually go back to Tuesdays. And allow AEW to do what they've been doing. If AEW keeps Wednesday and Saturday, they will be fine. Stop trying to compete with something that you don't have the capital for. You're going to ruin yourself very quickly. Let Ring of Honor and Impact and MLW and New Japan continue to do what they're doing, and you stay where you're at. Just use the guys that you have in the right spot. And if those that want to leave, let them leave. Unless they're under contract, let them finish off their contract or they do some bullshit like we know who and we'll talk about that later, as you said. Then you go do what you got to do. But until then, there's no need to be trying to do a fight and war. You're only four years in. That's stupid. That's a kill shot move. That's dumb. I get you on that. I get it. I feel you. I mean, they got to do what they got to do. But, you know, Sometimes you know some people always like to make hasty moves and thinking that they can try to do it to try to disrupt the establishment. How many late games of, of, of college football on Saturday? Like deep, like real games, like deep one games. It? They, they I think it's just one. Games. I think it's like is that eight o'clock game? Because they usually play, play, but they uh, usually no, ESPN two. Yeah, ESPN two, and then they got like some other one, like ABC, NBC. They got different packages out. And most games that are D one are usually on the on especially the, like the Oregon, two. Alabama, those games. Those are on Fox. Like they're on on Channel they're Four. On, they're they're on, yeah, on they're ESPN. On the only games that are on late are the West Coast games. Okay, so when you follow that, all you gotta do is follow those 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 uh we call that uh time zones, and you're good. The, see, but the only so, the only different the only thing that will hold them back on Saturday. It's the true college football heads. That's the only reason why they're going to compete. They want those people that are going to be like, oh, I want to see who's going to go into the NFL next season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They'll, they're fine on Saturday. Yes. They're fine right where they're at. Because you know, you know, you know college football fans and, and, and players love to be wrestlers and vice versa. So they exactly. want to see what they're competing with. That's, that's why whole, I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, but that's a whole next in line sponsorship that WWE does. 
for the athletes. It's not now AEW, that's when AEW's trying to get involved. And the with whole um, NCAA do the same thing too. But you see, for the past year, for the past year and a half now, how they've been having certain celebrities showing up, not just appearing in the ring or making like you know participate, just sitting in the ring in the arena as fans. So yeah. they're doing something right. They just gotta stay where the fuck they're at and don't budge. Just put right, these better shows. AEW just don't don't, don't put David Arquette and make him with the AEW Warhead Championship. We're gonna move on from that. Facts. The following the following week, the following week, we got WWE back uh payback pay-per-view. Oh, back to back shits. And then we got the steel cage for the brush match, Becky Lynch versus Trash. Who wins this? Becky Lynch actually getting her redemption back. Raven Series defends the United States Championship against Austin Theory, which he actually retains the show. LA Knight takes on the Miz, and we all know LA Knight wins, even when Josie asks for the guest. The United States yeah. Championship, Sammy and KO drop the titles to Judgment Day. Then the club Rhea Ripley, Rhea, Rhea Ripley retains against Raquel Rodriguez. Some more BS. Then the main event, your man Seth Freaking Rollins successfully defended against Shinsuke Nakamura. That shit was Get the garbage. fuck out of here. Thank garbage. you. Can, I mean, can we just say, can we just say for just a sake of argument, just because Deuce ain't here just yet, two shits are towards he flush? Can we just say that? Absolutely. Can I start this one? Mike actually had that face on. Mike actually had the face on, so let him go first. Mike had that face awesome. on. Go ahead, go ahead, Shaq. <laughs> I'm just confused. That y'all didn't like that pay per view. Besides, only for one match for me personally, Mike, and that was for the undisputed um tactic championships, obviously because of that. But everything else was was predetermined. It was like you kind of already figured what was going to happen and who's going to win. I knew Becky was going to win that match, and her and Trish still had a phenomenal cage match. That was a great cage match. Like, what? What What are we doing here? That I mean, a- listen. I mean, listen. I just, I mean, well, I can't speak for these two over here. I think just for me, I was already expecting Becky to win that, though. So I was already like, okay, I'm expecting the end of this chapter by that batch because if we didn't get it by SummerSlam, we need to get it by tonight. Obviously that. Which we all know these B put I mean these B side pay-per-views for WWE, they're more like just like rubber matches and shit like that. All right. I mean I, I thought that cage match was, was, was I mean hey, oh, I mean no oh, hey listen oh, I wasn't oh. really but I wasn't expecting Sammy and Kevin Owens to drop the tagging titles to me up to judgment day. I was I wasn't expecting that, but I had a funny feeling. Like, if you put JD Madonna in that situation, they might walk out, but or he can screw them over depending on what they look at it as. It was bound to happen. That's the only curveball to me that I was like, well, I don't want to put my money on Sammy and then they lose. Even though KO just came back from injury, but when they said, yo, maybe we need him just to come back, just to drop the title, then he goes off and does his own, um, he takes the time out that he needs to rehab his injuries. So that was another thing to me. So that's why I said that's only curveball that I have. I mean, for that match, on, that tag match was was wild. It it was yeah, like easy. you know what I'm saying. Like, that's the reason why I like because all the shot value of it. it. That was it. It wasn't the stadium stampede match, but man, it was a good match. Listen, mm-hmm. man, they brought a lot of they brought a brought they brought a lot of the old school like 
attitude ever back in that tag match that I respect. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, but that that I agree that match really kind of saved the fucking people. Uh, it just sucks that they had to let go of the titles, you know, due to Kevin Owens' situation. And I can't wait till he gets back because I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Kale. I'm sorry, I I, I like this this bipolar personality shit that he got going on, and it's just at any moment he can kind of flip. He's like the new Stone Cold of this era, and I'm gonna give him his fucking flowers. I just want him to get better. Um, but that match, I agree with Mike. That match. If it wasn't for who who was who's the kid who's what's the cat's name that's trying to get into the JD McDougal. Okay, JD. Honestly, if it wasn't for him, a dominant and Rhea, all and three of them came out. And Rhea spearing KO through the barricade. That that was fire. Yo, yo, you see and you and you see why I said shock value. True. We can't do that match. But you also I wasn't expecting Rhea to come out because we all know that she had another match. She had a match. I'm I'm with you right now. I wasn't expecting her to come out. But did you see but did you see and and I'm gonna say this to and uh, y'all know y'all might say, Oh god, that was a beautiful spear. But you see what the fuck that girl had on? Paying homage. You agreed to stay away. I lied. <laughs> she is paying homage. To, <laughs> she's paying homage to, 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 to the queen of, of, of Strongbow, China. She had on the same outfit China had on. Uh, and she looked good in that shit too, man. I don't know who she's dating or who she married to, but dude, she's is getting fat, baby. Warren, it was just predictable to me. That was it. <laughs> Whoever is clapping, Rhea. Oh, wait, wait, you. You have to give me. You're doing a phenomenal job, bro. And every time she wears black, it just gets me chills, bro. Black and purple. Black and purple. No, when she wears black, when she wears all black with that attitude, I don't know what it is, bro. It just does something to me, bro. When she said Kevin Owen, I felt it. I was just like, can you just tackle me like that? Just, just put me through the wall like that, please. Like, can I be in the front row? You kind of antagonize the kids. Like, can you come at me? You do that. I'm gonna kiss you. I'm gonna make you want to fight me. I'll take one for the team. I I thought it was really good. I I said L.A. Knight and the Miz was what I expected it to be. LA, LA Knight needed that. So, I mean, he got the dub. That's what matters. Mark Cena was kind of just there. I, but what do, what do y'all see in him? Can I ask that? See who? In LA, LA Knight. Knight. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, himself. <laughs> That's yeah. just like, what the Like, come on, man. Like, really? Uncle Fat, I wish come I could explain it to you. I, I can't. I can't, but he just has all the right catchphrases. Yeah, like it's it's just it's it's a fun thing to do. 
Let, let me talk to you. Did he just has the right catchphrases. You know what he sounds like? Yeah, he, he does. sounds like that one country ass friend that has that. No matter what you ask him, he always has the right answer. It's funny as shit, and you can't ignore it. That's what L.A. L.A. Night reminds me of. Just that one for like, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, bro? You ready to go fishing? I'm ready to tie them poles. Yeah, like, come on, like, bro, can you say something <laughs> other than what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Like, come on, man. Like, you hit him in the face. Yeah. 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 Hey, 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 you want to go get some beers? Yeah. Yeah. That was my call. All right. Man, man, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, all right, first off, let me tell you, let me tell you what I think about that Becky and, um, Becky Lynch match. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this, my best Charles Barkley impression on this, all right? Uh-oh. Hold up. All right, all right, now, let me tell you something. Co- uh, Becky Lynch, she, she slammed it down, dunked her like a donut in the coffee. I was like, oh my God. I was hungry, and I was like, what? And then she was like, what? And then she got slammed, and then that other girl came in the ring, and I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was just like, God damn, I'm so hungry just watching this match. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, shit, Shaq, did you see it, Shaq? Did you see it, Shaq? Oh, yeah. Charles, I saw I saw her get slammed, and I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, the bouncing ball was going down, and then I was like, holy shit. Got passed it to Kobe. Kobe was like... And and I couldn't believe it, you know. But that was the best. That was that was great, bro. I can tell you really bored. I can tell you really bored watching that shit, bro. You got to realize, I was like, I was watching Kennedy Jet run to the screen like this. But honestly, to be honest with you, that Becky, that Becky Lynch and Trisha's match was like trash to me. I already knew what was going to happen. I was like, up oh, next. And then Rey Mysterio and fucking whatever his face is, that should have stayed on Raw, not on the pay-per-view, because that was trash. What else? Who? Uh, what was the next match after that? Rhea Ripley. Rhea and, and Raquel. That was a good match. I must say, for, for for the women's, that was a good match for Raquel. Mm-hmm. That was a good match for Raquel. She, she should do the same thing we were with you, dude. That's all. The only, the, only, the only reason why I say that's a good match for her is because she needed to wrestle like that. She needs so she can keep getting her, keep getting that push that she deserves. And then when I, whenever I see Rhea Ripley, all I, all I can think about is the Beatles because of her hairstyle now. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's- I saw her. Either that, either that, either that, or like a um, a early two thousands rock band. You know what I'm saying? You know how all Spice the Girls? kids in those. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the punk rock bands, bro. Mm. She has a haircut of all the punk rock bands back in the early two thousands. You know, but. And then again, 
that tag team match really did save them because we already know Sami Zayn and honestly, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens always will put on a banger. Always. They are so underrated for their matches. No one ever talks about how actually good they are. And then, you know, you follow up and you got, you got Mr. Money in the Bank. Mr. Money in the Bank, Damian Priest has really progressing <laughs> with his skills, honing in on his skills in the ring. So I cannot be mad at how he did. Um, his promos is getting better. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my mind, now that they got the tag team titles, if they introduce J.D. McDonough into, into um, Judgment Day, I really feel like they're going to give um, – Damien's going to give J.D. McDonough the, the tag team titles, and he's going to go after the, the next title, after that heavyweight mm-hmm. title. No, here's what – no, here's what could happen, right? Same rules that they do for the new day, the whole the whole Larry Bird rule, some shit like that. Yeah. Like whatever. They get interchanged like the three members and like they can like you know at, but they wrestle as a team. JD comes in and basically he just takes over for Damien and be Damien Finn. I mean, I mean excuse me, it'd be um JD and Finn as the team. Then you got senior money in the bank who can be a single champion and do his own shit. But my question to you is, that's a possibility. That's Here's my thing. Here's my thing with this whole shit. And that could be true. But you're forgetting about Dom and Mommy. And the Dom is holding the North American title already. True. But we all know he's about to lose that to Mustafa. Exactly. So it's like, why would you why would you bring somebody new in? And then you have someone who has been consistent. And you give somebody else the opportunity to represent as because he's not right? he's, he's <laughs> not developed and he's not developed enough for that yet. Okay, but that's what he started off with with his dad. That's what he started with his dad. But why do you want to keep Dom separate? Because he already have him established with Rhea. Why? Why already okay. have him and having okay, JD cool. as a team instead? No, that okay, cool. No, I get that, but that's why I said that. That was I was going with. Your scenario, as if okay, yeah, that's cool. That that could be the Larry Bird situation within the Judgment Day, and then you have Mommy and Dom doing their thing. But my other, my opinion is, if that was to happen, and you bring in JD into the group, now what that does to me, it puts more pressure on Finn Balor. Why? Why? Because the simple fact that before they became tag team champs, there was some hostility. Technically, it was hostage between JD and Dame and Damien. Finn knew Finn had already knew JD because he trained him. So of course he's gonna bring his disciple in himself. But like most but like most wrestling mentors and students, eventually the student is gonna want the teacher's spot. Now so with that being said, now you're getting it, and now you're getting it. That's that's what I lead to. But that's why I said with my opinion, where is if you bring in JD, that tension that was happening before they became tag team champs, before we, we before mommy said, hey, listen, either you get it together or there's going to be some changes. Remember that was said. There's a lot of little detailed shit that was said that's leading up to that. So in my mind, I felt like if you bring in JD and then something goes wrong with, between between them two, that's where they're going to make that decision, and then Finn Balor can be kicked out of Judgment Day, and JD comes in and fills in that spot as the new person 
that's stepping up to the plate before they see the demise. You know, there's always got to be a huge story within these fractions. We've all seen it with the Heart Foundation. So me. We've seen so it with the Apocalypse. We've seen it with DX. You know what I'm saying? Nation of Domination. It's 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 the same thing, just different members. Bloodline. It, it's the same shit. And the, so you, you got to a different ver or a different version of the same stable. Right. Right. You just got to so see what you just put me. together. So you're basically about to pull a Farouk. I mean, you're basically about to pull the wrong on the Farouk in this in this scenario, which is JD to Fred. In, in some sense, yes. Not even that. Not even that. You're just going to redo everything that Edge did. Because what happened when Finn Balor came? He took over Edge's spot. He, he took mm -hmm. over Edge's spot. But see, the, the difference is, but the difference between this is that Finn Balor didn't have to prove himself. He was brought in. You get what I'm saying? He didn't do what J.D. McDonough did to make himself visible so that Edge brought him in. Edge was like, listen, I need you to come in. And when he came in, that's when Finn Bella took over. JD's approach is completely different. He's earning their trust so then that way he could come in and then and take what over. he wants to take. <laughs> and that and that's and that's where the fraction is going to become strong, but then that demise is going to kick in because the you might never know call us from NXT could be those new disciples under JD become the new judgment day now. And then you just keep continuing on the stable. Just you know, it's like you know what they do for a Bullet Club. You mm -hmm. know, in the beginning they had a leader and shit like that. And then eventually, at some point, someone within or someone new is gonna come in and take over that spot. And then with that whole mommy and Dom shit, that's the new China and Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Period. So you got to look at it like I hate to say it, but that's just like the the it's got like a DX apocalyptic. Mm, like feel to it, so it's like you, you have so many options to fuck with, but which one? Until you actually get that final detail, that's when you can align it with something from the past, and that's why I like what Triple H is doing. He's using these guys to keep and kind of bring back this attitude error <coughs> on not just a two point level, but on a social media high level to the point where it's like. You can't do nothing but tune in and watch and try to put the pieces together. Because everything's open. You know what I like saying? that he's going back to that, though. I like that he's going back to that. You have to watch to get it. There's no longer you're entertaining. You know what's going to happen next week. And that was the one and thing then, about Visit Man that he failed that was not trying to keep up with the time. And, and that's, that's why, why we, that's why we lost that watching. essence. And that's why a lot of people on Monday night you decided to go, oh, I'm just gonna watch WCW or I'm just gonna go watch Monday night football. Yep. Also, we talked about every match except for one. Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins and Shinsuke. And I'm just gonna say a match like that to me, that was like a seven out of ten. I'll give it a six was, and a half, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was highly <laughs> disappointed. Highly disappointed. I was too. I mean, you uh, gave it a good grade, but you're still disappointed because it's Seth Rollins. I gave it. I only gave it a good grade because of Seth Rollins. He had to feed it to the story. Oh, by part. Oh, by proxy. He had to feed yeah, it to the story, and that's the one thing I credit Seth Rollins. He feeds okay. into a fucking story. He will he get you going. Great with this whole story thing. Like 
I'm glad that the fact that they're actually giving Shinsuke a, 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 a little bit more push instead of keeping him at, like in the sidelines because he, I mean, come on, how do you come in and you just you dominate and then after a year or two, like they they give you the Drew McIntyre treatment. Vince, you need to say more. I would I I would agree with you. I, I was going to say the match was. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. It was. It yeah, was, it was like yeah, it was just an okay match. Like it was there. It was like a SmackDown yeah. match. Yeah, like Matt said, that should have been like a SmackDown or a Raw main event match. But out of coming out of it though, I I don't know about y'all, but I love what they're doing with Shinsuke's character right now. Like, Absolutely, I'm very invested in what they're doing with him. The the anime-ish evil kind of way that they're doing the subtitle the way he's delivering these promos right now i'm very invested in what so you're thinking that shinsuke they, they turn him into an anime character not an anime character but incorporate let him be himself i let him be himself book into into what he does i think is, is pretty dope and like so normally there would be no reason for them to run it back but I'm still interested in them running it back because Shinsuke is doing such a good job of I'm not done with you yet. I walked out. You didn't walk out. I'm going to break you. Like, I'm still like, listen, I I don't expect Shin to take the belt from, from Seth, but you expect what him to is, what I, but would I be surprised if they if they pull the trigger? No. He could be champ. He's going to be champ. Listen, I, I agree with you. Oh, wait, He's going wait, to be wait, champ. Someone's only walking in late to our party. Uh, the keys. That we slapped the face. The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. Know. He's back in the mood. <laughs> What's up, family? Oh, <laughs> what you do? Just come from a tattoo work, a workout bro? It is all the way fucked up. Yo, look, at the work. What's good, family? How y'all doing today? He dukes, my goodness. He yeah, might be from the loudest bit, bro. I would say, man, dude, you, uh, you get any closer <laughs> to the camera and any closer to the microphone? There we go. There you go. You didn't want nobody to see that neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no neck. We talking about, man. I mean, I'll tell you how I'm doing. You're an hour late, bro. Yo, if you y'all point this, that was my that was the craziest at work. You feel what I'm saying? I was supposed to be here on time, but we have five people calling out. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, we're going to give him a quick breather then. First time for us, we're going to take a break ourselves. I just wanted to say something before he, he came in. Uh, Mike, like that. What you said about okay. what you said about Shinsuke, I absolutely one hundred percent fully agree. And I felt like they should have did that shit at the beginning. And I think they realized that 
now since they see what he can do. Because I'm not going to lie, these last few promos that he did, I was like, where the fuck was this at when he came in? I'm like, this dude's on some whole new other, like, like he was taking some, 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 some Chinese thing, like steroids and shit, and just all this ferocious looking shit. And I'm like, are you off to the bad start, Warren? <laughs> I'm like, where the hell was this at? And then just like, like you said, when you said, oh, it's not over, it was like, oh, he's out to do some damage. It's not just trying to win belts. Like, he's trying to reclaim himself as that Shinsuke as he once was. And I love it. As Spanky says that. in the little rascals, you mean besides my dignity and pride? <laughs> he must have been, he must have legit been watching anime with Zelina Vega. Hey, building this character. Get into the anime, folks. Get into anime. But folks, we're going to give E. Deuce a little breathing. He probably took his blue shoes before he came over here and tried to do a little something. Right? <laughs> we're going to take a quick push of break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stay tuned for the second half. Last week, you're going Layla Gray, and you are listening to Off the Top Rope Podcast. 
Y'all need to check out this interview. Check out my man, because he knows how to do his damn job. So check it out. Stay tuned. Well, this is Tana Lee, all you want to see. And I'm here on Off the Top Ropes Radio. And make sure to like, subscribe, and comment, and share for more. <laughs> プロレス。ジャイアントママさんの解説が熱い。Welcome back. Can I just say that I used to have every wrestling ring as a kid in that Titan yep. ring. It was yep. legit my favorite ring. Yep. <laughs> I used to I used to love doing the entrances. Come into the ring. Wayne has just fucking motherfuckers up, bro. Thank you, I used to love that. Damn. Having that rock. Oh, the rock says. Let me talk to you. Yeah, bro. I used to get the rock just to fuck him up, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. They, if they had that ring today, I think every kid in the world would just have LA Knight just for the, Let me talk to you. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Whose game is it? Bro, I would be so pissed. I'd be so yeah. pissed. Like, really? You wouldn't fuck with The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Triple H? You just want LA Knight? Shit, not even seen of the Johns. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta oh. realize he's he's at that dynamic right now. I, well, I, I heard they're gonna, I heard they're gonna give him the the extreme push, even to the point where he might he might be the winner for next year's Royal Rumble. Well, he earned it. Is it working? Well, they say after that that little uh, hand raise from uh, John Cena uh, at Fastlane that was kind of his. Uh, his uh, his a okay. You need to that, that, bro. <laughs> oh, fast Because oh, yeah. he got over here thinking of fast lane and shit. That's why. Why do you even listen to this man? Because he, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to roll up and I was trying to multitask some more shit. He caught me off See, the top. I know we're not gonna See. get into it, but I don't know about y'all, but that segment that the Miz did with the Invisible John Cena. Was oh, that was hilarious. That was funny as shit. I thought he that, lost his mind, but I was like very creative. That was hilarious. And shout out to the biz because he 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 delivered on that promo. He definitely he definitely did his thing on that one. So I, I feel, I feel like I feel like he spoke to the wise man for that promo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know the wise man, he don't be playing no games, bro. His promo. Quinn, we love you. We miss you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. I love you. All right. Courtney, let me talk to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
bro, bro, shut the fuck up, bro. Yo, listen, you're not going to be doing this shit all night, bro. Yeah. 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 Listen, let me move on from this. Yeah. We're going to go into the AEW's All Out pay-per-view that just transpired your home. We can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Zero Hour over the uh, over budget charity battle boy. We'll take me out of page one. Thank you, guys, bro. Then we get trios back up. Um, Team Wolo wins this match. The claim defended trio championships and retains against Jeff Jarrett and company. Better than you, baby, defends the Bring of Honor championships against Dark Order. Samoa Joe and my man Shane Taylor have a great physical match for the Bring of Honor championships. Whoa, correct yourself. Um, Brian Danielson. Ricky starts with a strap match. Brian right. Gibson starts for the match. Um, Eddie Kingston should <laughs> um, Losing. I mean, oh, yeah. End up losing to BCC. Chris Catlin retains against Ruby Soho. Uh, Miro ends up defeating Powerhouse Hobbs in the grudge match. Let the uh, debut of CJ Perry, his wife, now coming up on AEW television. Oh, Luchasaur is destroyed. Destroyed. Darby Allen to retain the TNT Championship. Kenny Omega loses again to Kenosha to Then all comes a darn fucking callous. Ah, uh, and then FTR and Young Bucks losing to Bullet Club Gold. What the fuck happened here? Then we got the main event, Orange Cassie being thrown the International Championship to John Moxley of BCC. And that was your all-out. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I swear, y'all gonna make me hate LA Knight. I promise you. Why? <laughs> Why? He's great. He's yeah. Wait, wait. He's the next thing since sliced bread. Right. Bro, shut the fuck up, man. You know what you're gonna you, you know what you're gonna ask? You're gonna ask whose game is it and everyone's gonna go L yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna start caning motherfuckers on dogs. Mama. Oh my mom. So much up to me. And be like, yo, such and such. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm getting arrested. I'm gonna be on news. Would have been on the local man from Boston came somebody in the neck for saying, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. Uncle Fast is about to get arrested. Yeah. Hey, I don't well, know. I'm a I don't got, hey, I don't know if you guys know, but this holiday season. <laughs> One of one of our we're gonna have to do a special episode here in Boston because Big Mike's gonna be here. I will be uh I will be up there in December. Yes, this is this this is breaking news. This is confirmed. I will you couldn't say that to the end. You can't say what what happened? Hold on, who's clap whose cheeks are you clapping up here? And you want to know her? And you want to know her? Do we know her? And if we do, we might be old. If we do, we may need to talk. I am a married man. I am I am coming up here with my girl. We're, we're coming up for a concert for the weekend. 
for the guy that got a bikini ball in the background, I, I can't take that serious. <laughs> SpongeBob. This man's coming up here <laughs> at the high end. SpongeBob life. He's coming up on a wrestling sneaky link. He's going to see a house show. <laughs> <some> <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mike ain't slick. Listen, oh, just because you wear... Listen, just because you wear glasses don't mean shit. Epps wear glasses. You <laughs> I know the game, nigga. Don't know this. He's going to run into LA. Concert, all right. He's going to run into LA night. Let me talk to you. Shut up. Promo go, promo go back and forth. Ping bro, ping that's going to be banned. Okay, you going to end up getting that word banned, bro. What? Bro. Can, we, uh, can we just talk about All Out real quick? <laughs> Before we yeah. lose perspective? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, all right, I'll just break it down for you real quick. Wutasaurus uh, is absolutely fucking obliterating Darby. Who the fuck really had yeah. this guy winning the championship? Y'all, how do y'all fucking mind? Boxing win the international championship? Yeah. Hey. Hey, if you're gonna build Mars Kathy to be strong, this was the way to do it. And their standards and Moxie standards as well, and shit like that, of course, all the blood and everything like that. Not trying to bash him and shit. Calm down, Moxie fans, chill. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shut up. No, stop again dropping names. <laughs> but yeah. what I mean by that was, in order for Mars Kathy to take the next step, he got to be able to be dethroned that way just to drop a title like that. Because who would have thought that he had that title for that long anyway? So I'll tip my hat to him. Kudos. That's because um, Orange Cassidy's the man. It's his game. He is. Yeah. He is. I'll give him that. He has solidified himself. Yes. I mean, I, I would say whole... he is probably my favorite AEW wrestler to watch. Wow. Really? Uh, outside, outside of Adam Cole, baby. Outside of Adam. Wait, uh, wait, who's that, Mike? Uh, Arch Cassidy. Oh, Arch I mean, at first I wasn't sorry, into him. Kind of grew you know, up. We know. For me, it's like a stock market. For me, it's like a stock market. Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, all right, cool, he's up there. But then I was talking about, uh, just kind I'm of. I'm sorry, like, MJF is still the best. But, but big shout out to my man, Shane Taylor. For having that physical fucking match with some Ojo. Shout out to my man. I got to give him a round of fucking applause. Big homie did his motherfucking thing. He showed the fuck out on pay-per-view. He'll be in AEW soon. So you got to give that man some motherfucking credit, man. Kudos, man. Shout out to my man. Can I, can That's I from me to him, man. Thank you. Can I can just say? So whenever Mary said trash that show, I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa. I mean, I, I got to defend that was... match. You ain't, you ain't even letting me defend it. No, no, but I was saying, but like, when I was running at the match card, you was like trash. I was like, yeah, Man, that's really? because it's Mojo. Because it's Fucks Mojo. Oh, it's Fucks Mojo. Wow, really? Yes. Because of Shane Taylor. Oh. Mm. That's why. He's trying to hit me with my Taylor. own blicky. Man, <laughs> Bro, really pulled the blicky on our ass. We support the homies over here, homie. Definitely do. <laughs> I got so what? So what? So Momo Joe is the next is the next Miro now. You don't want to. You don't want to turn over. Tomorrow, hey, speaking of Miro, yeah. Speaking of Miro, that match was physical too. 
Can I have, I'm, I'm happy to say he's back. Yeah. I mean, thank God for an AEW collision, right? Because now he can be starting to start in that show. Yo, nephew, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> can no. you make him lose, lose it twice, uh, twice in seven days? Ouch. That's good. Yeah. No, no, that's good. Yeah. No, no, listen, I get that. I get it. Like, I'm agreeing with you over that. I would, you just you jump right into my shit. Like, damn. I didn't even lead up to that. <laughs> Outside, I, I, I know Kenny has to steal from that, so I know by um, what's that? Full gear, he gotta get his that match, that that redemption, that five star match that Melzer will be jerking his dick off to. I, I'm gonna wow. say this. I'm, I gotta <laughs> say this. I have to say this. Or six I gotta star get this in his case. I gotta say this, and, and I'm and I'm saying this with all respect. Is due. Y'all might not like what I say. Oh no! Yeah. Fuck Kenny Omega. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm at. Fuck Kenny Omega. I'm tired of this dude being seen like he cannot lose, even though he lost two back to back. Before then, it was like this motherfucker cannot lose. Who the fuck are you? Will you? Are you the? Are you the? The 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 particle son of fucking wrestling? To the point where you just can't lose, bitch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I no. <laughs> uh, no. No. Absolutely agree with Uncle Fax. But I have grown to appreciate. I agree with you. A, a little bit more. He, now, you can say what you want. I think he definitely has the best championship run. His title reign has been the best one that they've had so far. Mox, Mox is close, but I think Kenny's was just the belt collector. It was it was a good reign. No, the hype was real. I give it to you. The hype, the hype was absolutely legit. But that was also when he was healthy too. Yeah, like when he was healthy, like working every day. Da, 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 da. Can I ask you this question? If he wasn't in AEW or associated with New Japan Wrestling, the same Kenny Omega that we're talking about now, do you think that that would have thrived in WWE? Yeah. No. Thank you. That's, 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 yeah, it would. No, it would not. No, the fuck it would yeah. not. Okay. His, promos, his promos aren't as low key. His promos aren't as strong he's as people think they are. Mic, he's, he's he's average on the mic. His promos is fucking horrible. Yeah, his they would have took some, his promos. They would have made him take some. They would have made him take some. My twelve year old goddaughter talks more shit with just her looks than Kenny Omega does with his promos, brother. Kenny Omega doesn't really do promos like that. Exactly. He's more of an in-ring performer. That's, that's a, I think there's a reason for that. Black Park. I think if he was in a, if he was in WWE, honestly, and it's no, it's, that motherfucker no would have to go to promo classes and do it like legit. Can, the, the he would be, he would be ricochet. Away. That's what he would be. He would be. Ooh. He'd be ricochet. He'd, he'd win the IC title and the US title a bunch of times. 
hold it for a few months. But he'll never be a world champion. And he'll just kind of just go like this and fade in it. Or maybe even maybe even Ricochet, maybe Dolph Ziggler. Maybe he'd be more close. Now, I think you know who I think. think, You know, I think he was looking fond of. Back at the indie days, like if we compare the independent route that they took to get where they at right now, I think Kenny's name recognition would have got him more of a push than what Ricochet did with his, for sure. Especially if you already in Japan and and everything and already been. Multiple time champion, different champions at the same goddamn time, and been one of the biggest club members that's over there in the pre existence. Why would you not want that? Plus, I would kind yeah. of. Plus, I would kind of feel like if that was to happen, I kind of feel like God rest his soul that one person would really go farther and just because of his attitude that oh, would help with his promos, and that would be Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I think Dusty would have would have. I think Dusty would have right. definitely hanged on the Kenny Omega and been like, "Listen here, baby, if you don't want to get the promo talking, man, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. <laughs> do the fingers, do the fingers, on the fast, do the fingers. You're gonna have. You're gonna have to get all your fingers. You got to get everything lined, baby. You got to tune it in. You know, you know, WWE. You got to learn how to hold the mic, son. You got to hold the mic. You know, you won't be like Dusty Rhodes. You won't talk that trash. You won't be sweet, baby, like that. Like that nice Georgia live piece, baby. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Eat my laws, baby. That's my dog. I, I don't care. I'm a huge Dusty Rhodes fan, man. The greatest <laughs> promo shit talker ever to grace wrestling. Period. Bar none. It's him, then it's Flair. I'm sorry. Those two back to back, I can watch their promos all day and not get tired. Not get tired. It's I feel like promos, in that era, I feel like promos were trash once Hogan and Macho Man got on the mic. Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were easily and still are easily the this best This is promo difference cutters. between those two and Dusty Rhodes said and Ric Flair Man? talking and doing their promos. Macho Man is in the top five, bro. But definitely right. Macho oh, Man, I'm, no. I'm and saying Rose, over Ric Flair, over Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, I would not want to hear Macho Man and Hulk Hogan talk at all. Hulk Hogan was sorry. Hogan was more of the vitamin C prayer shit. I, I really didn't care. Yeah, I didn't no, want to hear Ultimate Warrior because he was just, I, I Savage, Savage in his earlier <laughs> days when he did promos, those were promos. Those are the ones that you were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, no, like, we want to learn more about this guy type of promo. Like, the egotistical type of mindset of a person compared to what it is when he did in his later years, the promo style different, change it different. You know who else was good? Y'all, 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 y'all might not, might not agree. There's two more people that I consider that had great promos. Okay, how do we get the promos from AEW all out? Oh, he's talking about, he's talking about Kenny Omega and his dry ass. His dry <laughs> ass. We got to blame Warren for making us lose all track because of this no character, no voice and shit like that. He's just a pro wrestler. Yeah. Of course, he is a in-ring performer and nothing Shut else. Shut up, Matthew, And that's man. it. <laughs> and who's and that's it? it. But everything else, the Kingston Shibata, I was actually kind of surprised that they actually did not win that match. He's so surprised me, bro. He's surprised but Wait, 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 wait. Can we not talk about the Brian Danielson and Ricky Stars trap match? Can we not give them their like their flowers, especially Ricky? That was a star making performance for him. 
I give everything to Ricky. That I should be the star rising performance. That I mean, that should be like okay, we can put a championship on this guy. He's gonna get us training, and he won't fuck with this motherfucker. Don't That's the performance right there. And Brian Dennison got him to the dance, which also makes you think. And courtesy of Stone Cold Boston, um, WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart, Stone Cold. And this in this match gave me that feeling watching this. I know Mavis shook his head that he just didn't believe in that, but from the what no, I was I'm just shaking my match, head. Because think about this. And the whole CM Punk situation that would have happened, CM Punk would have been in that match. Then I would I would totally I would totally agree with you. How about that? Because they switched players at the last minute. And say, okay, the CM Punk situation is dead. We need someone new. Brian Nielsen, he I mean, he's healthy ahead of time. Bring him in. Let me let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson will always, always put on a great match. And he, I don't know, he is just notorious for making these young kids look good. He right now he is notorious for making these young guys look good. And Ricky Dicky Starks, he he did his thing. Yeah. Yo, okay, listen, listen. If you're gonna do this shit, okay, you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's just let's just solidify this shit right now. Bro, if you are you gonna be two people? Because if you're gonna two people, you need to change your name. I'm tired of hearing this shit already. Your name needs to be your name needs to be talk to you, man. No, his name needs to be Maverick freaking Rollins, asterisk, yeah, and just leave it alone, okay? I don't want to hear it. Just put it as your name and just leave it alone. I'm just a visionary. No, you're not the visionary. Yeah. You're a pick. Yeah. Y'all really going to piss me off with this shit. I'm really going to fucking hate y'all. Y'all know what did say about all of AEW's all our pay-per-view? Oh, um, no. Ricky, you're gonna find out what this game is real soon. Wait, hold on, what are they Yeah. I'm gonna find out this is my game. Yeah. No, the fuck is not, bitch. Shut up. (laughs) Not your game. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking can't stand me. Licking his sweat. Yeah. Listen, Listen, I'm happy for Ricky. I, I will give it to. Him. I'm happy. Right, you got to give him. the man his props. <laughs> you got to. No, I'm saying you got to. I don't oh. have to say about Daniel Bryanson because we know his work ethic. We know what he brings to the table. I'm just glad that that he's around <laughs> these younger guys. Yeah, even the eyes is getting at you, Uncle. Yo, Bass. yo, listen, that's cool. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Even from a car, they can get you. So, so shout, shout like, out to y'all, the fans. Shout out to the viewers and the fans. We love y'all. Yeah. Um, get up. I like what they do with Ricky Starks, and I think it's about time. You can kind of see he's having that that rock esh, you know, type of attitude where I'm the champ, I'm the people's champ, I'm the man. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I'm gonna sacrifice everything, and eventually, you know. He's going to get that push, but I, I give more respect to Daniel Bryanson for stepping in, filling the gap, and being a team player, <clears throat> and especially in a match like that. You know, a lot of people are not going to say that they're willing to 
get whipped by another man. You know what I'm saying? In this day and age, and to put on a great show like that, to kind of bring somebody over. Same groups, motherfuckers. Right. So it's, it's like <laughs> it's like I, I give much respect for Danny Bryan Bryanson for stepping in and stepping up and being a veteran and the leader, one of the leaders in the back. So I do give props to that. Uh, but I'm still stuck what? on this, 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 this. What's that? What's that? That I, I don't want to say his his name wrong, but the last the last the last four letters of his name spells shit. What? Kobo Kobushita or something like that. Kanosuke Takeshka. Yeah, Kateshka. What? The last, the last four <laughs> letters of his name what? spells shit. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Oh, no. what? So, what? So, so, so overseas shit. That's what I'm gonna call him. Overseas shit. Don't do that. What? That's I don't know. Up. I don't want to mess up his name. What's his first name? Kenosuke Takeshka. Okay, Kenosuke. Okay. There you this go. Dude, what? This dude is surprising what? me every single time. Wait, I'll go fast. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I like his yeah. style. I don't know what it is about him, but he's got like this very like nonchalant like attitude. Hey, it's like, are you no. are you finished using your blue shoe? <laughs> Bro, he had to take his shit. That's why he's not breathing. Uh, whoa, hey, 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 nah, 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 nah. WWE was uh, messing with um. That's what every day for me, so that's we why. Are, yeah, right. You had to get two shits in the toilet. Trust believe, trust You're believe. Me. Like I have, I have a whole lot to say, but I was like, you know what? I let everyone else get their thoughts off because legit, what I had to sit there and say, might piss a whole lot of people off. Oh, say so what you gotta wait. say, fucker. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Shit. I can't yeah. wait. Say this shit, fucker. Look here, yeah. fucker. <laughs> all right, all right. For the whole AEW, um, mat like matches. The best one is basically the the Daniel Bryan first day, um, match. Only just because it was uh, a tribute to Bray Wyatt. Uh, that everything else sucked. Everything. What? Yes, you heard me. Everything sucked. Oh, only what? match that was good was a Dale Bryant match only just because it was a tribute to, to Bray Wyatt. Because that, that was the same type of match he had with Day, with Bray Wyatt when he was a fiend over in the WWE. What? You didn't, you didn't like uh, Orange Cassidy versus Mox? No. What? What? Okay. Okay. Uh, Luchasaurus and no. Darby. No. What? That's like a dad play with his kid, man. You know what I'm saying? That's like a dad trying to teach his kid how to do backflips and stuff. How to land properly on his neck. You know? If you try uh, this way, son, it won't hurt so bad. <laughs> like, yo, how? I'm like, Marrow? No. What? Like, What's about the tag team matches? None. What? Wow. Yo, bro, did you eat today? <laughs> like, it, 
Yes, I have, but nothing in that in in AEW was good other than that match with Daniel Bryan. And that had what? been Daniel Bryan's trying to find out Daniel Bryan was was the mastermind of that whole entire match. And that everything else sucked. You're driving me nuts. You're right. You're absolutely right about one thing. You definitely are right about your opinion about this AEW all out. There ain't nobody gonna agree with shit you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, everybody's gonna get mad at me for for what I said. Hey, that's your opinion. I have to respect this shit. Yeah. I would like, expect like, you to at least like at least like one of the tag teams. Because like um, Uncle Fat said that that Tenoshke Tenoshke dude, he he honestly, you know, he reminds me of Shinsuke when he first came in. Just like didn't give a fuck, but just wrestled. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. That's why I like him. I think that's what AEW is doing with a lot of these New Japan wrestlers. They're allowing them to come over and bring it, and I mean yeah. fully fucking bring it. And I think that's what's going to separate them from WWE. That's why I said earlier, don't change what you started, because eventually it's like it's like that saying that that Denzel said in Remember the Titans. When the coach said, oh, you got a sixth place, he's like, yeah, that's all I need. He's like, you got to treat it like Novocaine. You give it time, it'll work. You don't need a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? If you got something that's working for you, listen, regardless of what, Blackheart said it, and I'm going to re-say it. For a, 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 for a company that's not even five years in to bring in over 80,000 people for a pay-per-view speaks volumes. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I don't care how anybody views it. That speaks volumes. Especially yeah. at Wimbledon. You're crazy. That's WWE status. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Not even WCW can pull off some shit like that. And they and they've been in some weird ass places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if WCW could they might have no, their peak, they might have been able to get 80. But no, I was, the peak of like ninety seven to ninety eight. Yeah, maybe they probably yeah. could because what AEW, what WCW had great at was a cruiserweight division. Yeah, because you probably would have had to get a uh, an A Guerrero, Mysterio, Dean Malenko, um, Hutu Guerrero, um, Jericho, uh, Psychosis. You gotta, you gotta also talk about the dude, the dude who used to hit the shooting star press. Kidman. Kidman. Oh, Kidman, that would do man. Yep. So highly underrated. So highly underrated. But like I said, during that time, WCW would have probably would have had that just because of that cruiserweight division. What AEW has is mostly tag team division. They probably have one of the best tag team division out of all companies. Especially having that trios title. That was the smartest thing that they've ever done. That was one of the smartest things that they ever done was actually go through with that trio's tag team championship. Yeah. Is this, is this still all? Yes, this is still all AEW. He was giving his opinion on, on how he felt. He said the only match that mattered was the strap match because it was a tribute to Bray Wyatt. He what? said, but everything else sucked. He didn't what? like it. Yeah, Duke, Duke said the entire pay-per-view was trash.
find that I want to get that clip when someone says some bullshit to get that that kid like bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, and then and then turn around and be like, yeah, bullshit, yeah. <laughs> Or I just want to have some cool come out of nowhere whenever Duke says something stupid. What? <laughs> what? But yo, nah, no bullshit. That was that was it, dog. Like yo, AEW's whole entire shit was just ass. What? You gotta respect your opinion, bro. <laughs> it's an interesting one, but we'll, it is. Yeah, we, I'm, we I'm, I'm it. shocked. I'm shocked. I'm highly shocked. Got me, got me over here defending AEW. Like, what is happening right now? I mean, is there something wrong with this? Oh, shucky. Oh, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. As far as I'm concerned, dude loved AEW, and then he comes out of nowhere and says this shit. Man, what? It's wild. Hey. Even I'm defending AEW. Like, what the fuck? It wasn't that bad. I mean, shit, man. Shit. I tapped my cap to at least a few matches. But I ain't saying that the whole shit sucks. He only cares about the Bray Wyatt idea of a match. Nah. Fuck that. For me, this was... No, for me, this was a star-making performance for Ricky Starks to get pumped up to that next level for me when I watched that match. So I guess what Deuce is looking at from a whole different view. Mm. I'm just I don't I don't see how you didn't see Shane Taylor and um fucking um Samoa Joe having been a great man. Big shot, big homie. I but, don't see how you don't see Daryl and disrespected big homie, bro. I'm like, I don't, but, I don't uh, see how uh, you see any of those tag matches uh, being great matches. I don't see how you see that Kenny Omega and uh Tenoshke being a good match. I don't see you're you're out of your fucking mind. I think we need to just move on to the next topic before I get. No, 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 it's more so you got really everybody knows that Chantel was gonna lose. Chantel was gonna lose this whole time match against Samoa Joe. Who 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 literally had who literally had Shay Taylor win against Samoa Joe? No one but the point is giving him recognition, my guy, but all right, the murky people did. I would give recognition when recognition is good when you win. Okay, it's so all about wins and losses. Okay, if you win so something, you good. You don't win nothing. In this what? case, Ray, you haven't won the OTTR title for at least seasons ago. You are pre-existent by that time. When are, when are you going to be relevant enough that you actually win something so we can actually recognize you? Then? Not while I'm on the throne. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that, that will be nice. That will be so. For Shane Taylor that's doing more. But like I said, I'm coming. That's it. I'm coming like MVP. Listen, That's you just <laughs> going to be in that last place, last slot, because you too damn comfortable. That's it. Nah, never that. Even even I wondered how to before you. You're you know, I was a job for, for like two years, bro. 
Listen, see, trust and I'm believe. See, I got I'm gonna it. Make a bet right here. I'm going to make a bet right here. I bet Uncle Fast will become an OTTL champion before Deuce does. That's for sure. I put my money. I put my money. <laughs> That's <in my> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And Mike, and Mike, I want this wager to be part of the whole speak on it football fantasy thing, whatever. So if I do get last place, this is my counter offer right here. <laughs> <laughs> if I get last place in that league, this is my counter offer. That means. Whatever the fuck that he does, I'll do. Uh, I'll do it there here live on our platform. I'll do a hot chip, whatever the fuck that it is. I'm not eating two chips. I'm only eating one, and that's it. I would that. I would that. I'm yeah. That's a counter offer too. That's week on it because I think that will. I was kind of scared. I was like, you know what? If I got to take over the team, fuck it, that I'll do it. But when this little wager came, I'm like, nah. You know, I'm gonna counter this whole shit right here. Watch this. I got to talk to you off air because they did make a bet. They finally made a bet. Hmm. About fucking time, these fucking two assholes over there taking up fucking 45 minutes just trying to make a bet. And that's why I made a bet for them in less than five minutes. That was so good that everyone at your green day still didn't do it. Listen, listen, I talk trash because I'm a trash talker. And I know. I know I haven't been chipped yet. I've been in the front runner for a while. Okay, you know what? We're gonna make that bet then. I no. bet Uncle Fast is gonna win the OTJ championship before his old cousin E Dukes down there does. And then hey. and, and if he don't, I'll eat a hot chip, whatever fuck that you want to find those things. Send him to me or tell me where the fuck I can find I'll do it live, no pre-tape. And I'll sit here dying on there. Hey, let, let me talk. Let me talk to you. Let me talk. But to if you. I do I put, win, I my, if I do I win, if I do win, though, what's that? How? What's the good incentive? Dukes can't eat a hot chip. He'll actually die, bro. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be the plan, but I don't think that I don't think that's possible. I, think, I, think, I, I was gonna say no. Dukes has to show up with his hair done. No. And looks presentable. No, 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 no. Instead of looking yeah. like he doesn't have anything in his closet. No, he doesn't. No, I didn't say show his clothes. He just need to get. He looks like he looks like a messed up mozzarella stick right now. Okay, his no, shit's all over got, the place. Now we got create yeah? something. Now we got create something for Dukes. We go. We got to create a good one for Dukes. Dukes is not doing Dukes. nothing. Yeah, right, not Dukes. doing anything. Dukes right now. Looks Are like you? Well, oh no, wait, wait. So if so if Dukes wins, you have to do something. Oh, he has to eat two blue chews. <laughs> wow. That, that also, that what also does that what did, take what, him what, out. I don't know if you know what, what purpose would that do? <laughs> that also listen, listen. Take him out. No, what purpose would that do for him taking two? It controls his breathing. So we don't have to hear that extra shit. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can have a dress up. We can we can get him a mask and have a dress up as like a uh, uh, like goofy or some shit like that. Who knows? No. We're gonna have it's this happened. man go out. No, we're gonna have this man go out on his street and find himself one of these hoes. 
He's going to get punched in his face. Hey, he has to record the reaction. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has to take a blue chew and chill. If he just said blue chew, that must mean he got something to show. He's going to be like, hey, he might shoot me. You know what this is? We're going to have to create some shit for this because. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Uncle Fast could definitely win the title before Duke does. Yeah. I'm coming. All right. Once I become champion, what about the work of this thing back then? What about the work of this thing official? Well, you know what is official? See a punk termination on AEW. Oh, my God, this topic. And what. Toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation and I have followed up on that recommendation I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this I I honestly feel like one one I'm just gonna get straight to the point I really I really hate Tony Khan and the reason why I I hate him is because he's a fucking dweeb. And in my opinion, when you watch WWE and you look at the owners of WWE, they all have like this confidence behind them. Dude, how many times? Mute your mic, bro. Like, I watch when you watch W. I'm just gonna show you when you when you watch WWE. All these owners, you see Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, his wife, Stephanie, Triple H, whenever they come out, they have this like confidence, this swagger that makes you want to watch their product. And then when I see Tony Khan, he just looks like a fucking dweeb, and whatever he says goes right out the fucking window for me. And it makes me not want to watch it. But when he said that he fired CM Punk, I was fucking ecstatic. Due to the fact that I fucking hate CM Punk. I hated him when he was in ECW. I hated him when he was with WWE. I hated him in Ring of Honor. I, I And I hate him now. I, I'm just glad he's gone. He's a fucking cancer to everything, man. That's it. That's all I got on that shit. I think you scared me straight. I'm sorry, man, but you scared me straight. 
I don't know what else to say about this, but I said this shit a long, long time ago. I mean, do I really have to repeat it over again like that? He's been in Kansas since he brought him into the goddamn door. Yeah, he got him past a million plus viewerships for a certain amount of weeks, but it went back down to his usual number, and that's how it stayed at anyway. But there's been yeah. four there's been four instances with this guy. Like, come on, like you should have been got rid of him after the first one. He should have been going after the all out instead. That's the one no. that he should have really been going. If anything else, the first like, one. So I, I'm honestly, I say the no, first. No, that one. was the second one. I don't care. That was he the first one after the first. The no, first I one think. was with Kenny Omega and and the, and the Young Bucks. No, the first. Oh no, wait, wait. The first one with his. Well, the first one with his call was he. He called out Hangman Adam Page in that promo that wasn't for. Then that wasn't um planned. No, Hangman called. Hangman went off script. Mm-hmm. Hangman went Kenny off script and he got pissed off. And everybody said that he was wrong for getting pissed off. And then he had the press conference after All Out. Then he had the fight after All Out. Mm-hmm. Then he had this uh, at All In. I, I, he should have been gone after All Out, to be honest with you. Like, I, I just I'm not a fan of egos, man. Everybody has an ego, but that his ego is out of control, man. I, I, I agree with you, but I'm gonna say this. In my opinion, I felt like Tony Khan did what was best for his company. Yeah. So yeah. regardless of, of whether people hate it or not, for him to state verbally state that him being a fan for thirty plus years and running the business for four years. When someone tells you this is the first time that they're feeling their life, you need to take that seriously. I don't care what anybody else says. I get it as a fan of wrestling. I understand regardless of what. Some people are not built like this. Some people are not like this with men. They don't have that that tough that tough exterior where they can take it and do whatever. You know what I'm saying? He's not a this with men. Okay, he's Let's not. Let me ask a question for us real quick. What do you think that? I mean, what do you guys think that they should? They're going to suspend Jack Perry for a little bit. They're going to suspend him for a little bit just because of the altercation. They're not going to go hard on him because the fact that it's his first offense. And not only on top of that, it wasn't his fault. You're defending yourself against someone who's a tyrant and who's a cancer in the locker room or in the back room. Once you threw, listen. Listen, in my mind, once you do the first punch, you you are now the liability. You are the yeah. cause of what happened. Exactly. During that current events that led up to the aftermath of what is going to be mentioned or discussed at the most. I think of anything else. No. Yeah, I bet you see no, because CM Punk in the easy one walked away. True, but how many like, times have like, he been but I mean how many times or or a different or wrestlers in you know, in those type of situations when you have someone like that that's just trying to agitate you agitate you itch like that. That but that can go for anybody in a right. regular world. For anyone that can just pester you for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna choose point it's, A. But it's just like it's point, saying goes. What do you tell them? But it's just like that saying goes, it, it's it's in life and in the streets. What do you tell a motherfucker with two black eyes? He's already been warned twice. There's not much you can really. There's not really much you can do about it, but just let him go. Now I will say this: in my opinion, I'm gonna make it short because I can see the I can see the look on Mike's face, and I definitely want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> right? But I'm gonna say this: I knew before he had this altercation with Jack Perry, I knew he was leaving. You know why? 
for you to come back, right? And instead of being humbled that you got a second chance, you sit there and you pull some NWO shit and then come up with the real world championship. Like that was kind of like a, a, a disrespectful mark to a lot of shit as a fan of wrestling. I didn't like it because it was like, who the fuck are you to sit there and come out and then cross out the world champion and call yourself the real, the world real champion. champion. And then you come out and then, okay, you successfully defend the title, quote unquote. And then you Twice. get in the fight. Then you get in the fight with a young star who just got a little ahead of himself. Instead of you being the veteran and, and, and the mentor, you should understand that. But what you do, you let your ego, your ego or your, I hate to say it, your, your shit between your legs get the best of you. And you try to think that you could bully a young man who's trying to make a name for himself. Now I'm going to say this, and I'm going to cut it sweet. We all know that there's a potential of him signing with WWE. I guarantee you. That will that, never happen. That will never business happen. Business is business. Business is business. Business is business at the end of the day, but it's like his name is Blackball over there. No if problem. that does happen, which I think it will in the next couple of months or two before the end of this year. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, that shit that he did over at AEW ain't flying to WWE. Because right, the motherfuckers so over there ain't got no problems whooping his so, ass. We're going to make a new bet. We're going to make a new bet now. We're going to make a new bet. If that happens before Uncle Fats wins the OTTR championship, then I'll eat that hot chip and shit like that. And somehow, if somehow if that doesn't happen and you still don't win it, you got to do something, Uncle Fats. I don't okay. know what the point it is, but you'll do something. <laughs> Man, fuck out of here. If, if he goes back to WWE, I will eat two hot fucking chips, bro. Eat a whole bag. No. No, fuck out of here. Um, don't you know this, no, this man's got, you know this man's situation. Y'all are to kill him. grossly <laughs> underestimating this hot chip. No, I, listen, I seen it, no, listen, I seen this little extra segment um, go earlier today, my and they was talking about that, and, someone, and, and some kid died from it. At, go on the Speak On It page and watch the reel of me eating that chip. I promise you, all this tough talk that y'all are doing. I didn't say about, nothing. You going out the window. Shit. I didn't say um, nothing. That chip is no. Listen, I'm joke. fat. I thought about it, but I ain't stupid. I love spicy shit, but I'm not trying to kill my asshole because I know what it's. Listen, I know what it's like to eat some fire shit, and then you try to take a shit. That shit is fiery as hell. I'm not listening. I'm not drinking no, drink drink the David Ortiz um Big Poppy hot sauce through the bottle like I did when I was younger. Yeah. I mean that's now that's, you that's, will be like me and me sitting on that toilet seat for nearly a fucking hour as your as your fucking record was burning. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yo, bro, listen, I had some hot sauce somebody gave me. I highly underestimated this shit. This is when I was staying with Dukes. You better put some ice on it. Nah, bro. I put it in. Listen, bro. I mixed it with my noodles. Right? I had the chicken ramen noodles. Man, you know how hot sauce go with everything. Man, I put a. I did like how we use, normally do any other hot sauce. I put my, my usual amount. Man. I said, okay. How did we get here? How did we get here? 
bro, when I tell you I almost that died bad. in front of this dude, <laughs> I almost died in front of this dude. Bro, I right, was I sweating. Need... I was we'll sweating like I got we'll shot. Shit out there. I need to hear Big Mike's opinion. Come on, Big Mike. So, at the beginning of the show, I told you the word of the season is context. Everything has context. I am not going to sit here and tell you because CM Punk is absolutely wrong. You cannot put your hands on somebody. You cannot put your hands on somebody. But just because we don't like CM Punk and CM Punk is an asshole does not mean that it is okay to disrespect CM Punk and expect him to not do anything. That does not invalidate his feelings. Just because he's a prick. You what? Cannot, you cannot have Jack Perry go on a pay per view and legitimately look in the camera and throw a, a subtle shot at him without mentioning his name, but we all knew what he was talking about, and then think that that, that shit's cool. Like, that's not cool. Like you, you're not gonna, you know, throw a, a diss at me and then just think I'm gonna be like, oh, oh, that was funny. Like, no, like you can't put your hands on anybody. But we can't act like that shit Hangman did was cool, because that shit Hangman did was not cool. Right. I said this last season. I don't know what happened in that locker room with him and Kenny and the Bucks. Y'all don't know what happened in that locker room with him, Kenny, and the Bucks. All we know is some furniture was moving. That's all we know. Yeah. Everybody's saying that Punk started. I don't know that for a fact. Y'all don't know that for a fact. But again, you can't put your hands on nobody. Now, I understand him getting fired because... He's the common denominator in this, but I don't think that there's there aren't truths to what he was saying about the Bucks and Tony Khan not knowing how to manage a fucking target. Because, like Fat said, even though I agree, I don't think he's going to WWE. None of this shit happens to WWE. They would have cut this shit down quick, fast, and in a hurry. This is gonna play that shit with his money. Like this, so all of this is mismanagement from the jump. And to be honest with you, the Bucks are really acting like like teenagers, like they're acting like kids. Hey, like I got a quick have question. You seen too, the report of them denying a meeting with Punk and saying, Well, if he was cool for six months, then we would work with him. You sound like that's that's out. Like they Why just fucking made it. I, I no, love wait, them, but they just made wait, it. Wait, now, Mike, I have a question, and this is something that kind of triggered me. Who is this committee that that TK was that talking about also, that, that, made, also, that, that made the call to let him go? Exactly. That because as far crazy. as we know, we only know about who are the EVPs are in the company, so we can't assume that these guys are what the committee is, and this, and and if they are the committee, then this was already sabotaged from the beginning. Uh, listen, it smells funny. Like I said, I don't know if the Bucks were on this committee, but there's no way that that it's like basically it's like basically he got charged with a crime that he didn't commit, but we don't know for sure because he's not going to cop a plea to it. 
I feel like I'm uh, me, honestly, I feel like what it is, the committee is just this is wrestling jail just, right it's here, just, man. It's just the locker room. And I think what it is is that the the yeah. the, the wrestlers are getting tired of his entrance and his I, I attitude. Don't know. I don't think it's the locker room. I no, think I'm just saying for me. No, no, I think it's the locker room. I think, I think it, the my opinion, is I think it's the lawyers talk so that they could fire him like Tony Khan said, with cause. Like, they're just trying to protect themselves and saying, oh, we had a, a discipline committee uh, look over everything, and they decided. We didn't actually decide. Like, it all that's lawyer talk. Like, just to add to your content well, statement, but just to add to your content statement, that also goes into the statement where, like I said, when you say publicly that you felt like you was in fear of your life, you, you have to understand that lawyer, lawyers were brought into this mixture That's along right. with statements from other wrestlers that had altercations and bump-ins with CM Punk. And I'm telling you, with that being said, in my opinion, I felt like it came down to the wrestlers. Even though the lawyers said, hey, listen, you did what you did. You made it public. You publicized it. You did it the right way. If the wrestlers agree with it, you know, because, you know, you're the boss, but you have to understand if the wrestlers don't want to wrestle with him, you got to do what's best for business. You got to let the cancer go. But I, I, I also feel like it's very, it's very, I, to me, it's very clicky. It feels very clicky. It was like they wanted a reason to get him out of the company. They just needed a reason. And they they needed a reason. And be like, okay, cool. Do it, get him out the way. We don't want to keep doing this thing anymore. It was already bad for business. Probably we heard deteriorating from within before he came back. They had that storyline with the title anyway. So they clearly yeah, yeah. business. I was, yeah, I'm sorry. How to, you yeah. the, I'm gonna let you go. Dude. How are you the yeah. EVP of the company? And then you're out on TV, like you're on TV in character, and you're you're cel- not celebrating, but you're like throwing it in the Chicago fans' face that ha ha your boy is gone. Ha like you what what's happening here? Like what what are we doing? Like this is the money, like brainwashing the thing. What you want? CM Punk is is was the number one draw in AEW. Like what for are sure, you for a certain amount of weeks? And then was it all right, yo. I'm sorry. back. I'm good. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yo, I remember I heard of an interview a while back. Um, do you not? Everybody seems not to realize. I think Punk is a nice guy, but I must say is this: Do you not know he's probably is playing the heel role, currently to playing? Because y'all keep on forgetting. Everybody's an actor. And, and knowing that CM Punk's mindset is being the the world's greatest heel, what the first thing you gonna do? Piss everybody the fuck off. He absolutely was playing into that, dude. He absolutely was playing when he came back. Too much. He came back as wanted to know. All right, you know what? Since I'm coming back, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna be the world's greatest heel. I'm, I'm gonna have all this heat dude. to the rest of. To the, the wrestlers, is we, the difference between doing it in front of the camera and doing it behind the scenes, yeah, where it's not way. part of the plan. But the crazy part is, behind the scenes is you one thing. Exactly what I just said. Yeah, but the, but the crazy part is, when he's out on, when he's out there, he's just like MJF. The crowd will love him. 
But bro, what are you supposed to do if you're the if your owner? But then again, you hear about MJF having physical altercations backstage with me on um, with our co-worker. Bro, you have never heard, hold on, hold on. You have never heard in the history of the WWE. You've never heard Vince McMahon ever state that he was in fear of his life over a wrestler in their altercation. This man took a punch from Bret Hart for crying out fucking loud after after he screwed him over. And, 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 no man, and waited for him as he took a fucking shower. But here's, the the but here's also the crazy part. Do you not know? And you should notice, Undertaker was like this. Let him get his hits off. There he has someone that's that's one of the locker room leader but Tony that Khan already knew that, like, yo, let let oh, him man, let him go do it. But, but Tony Khan is not built like Vince McMahon. He's not in the ring doing what Vince McMahon has done. Vince McMahon grew up in the business right. compared to TK, who has not. Tony Khan is That's the dweeb, difference. bro. Hey, Tony Khan is a dweeb that loves wrestling, so let me make my company. That's pretty much what happened. No, no, I'll, I'll say is this. You say he's a dweeb, I'll say is he's the male version of Dixie Carter. Okay, no, no, I'll say it like this. Okay, can I, can I use this analogy? If you don't mind me. Okay, we're football fans here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Belichick is like Vince McMahon. He played football. He became he played football back in his days. He, his father was, was a football player, and then he became a coach in the whole night. He was literally born and bred in this. Then you look at someone like Kyle Shanahan's son, Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle. You got someone who grew into it because of his father was a coach. You know what I'm saying? Not we don't. I don't know his personal status or whether or not if he was a fantastic player or anything like that. But I'm using those two references. You got someone whose father was in the system, kind of grew up knowing somewhat of the business and becoming a fan, and eventually falling in love with the game compared to someone that was actually in it and built their way into it to where that he became that mastermind of the sport. Same thing with Vince. You got someone who grew up in this business, doing it all, taking it over. And then you got someone who was a fan and is now trying to build something for himself. He's not there yet. So these attitudes, these aggressive sides, he doesn't know how to deal with that compared to him, compared to WWE. If you come over there, you got guys... Yeah, so you still got guys. Fan, he's a fan of the boys. He's a side with the boys more than, well, his favorite boys more than, you know, the ones that he has to In WWE, we all know there's guys in the locker rooms that will shut your mouth quicker before you even get to the boss. You won't, I hate to say it, but in WWE, you won't even hear about any instances like this because it will get shut down before it even gets started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you hear about it, it's because it's a big fight between two major parties over something really serious. If you hear about it, it's because somebody just on Twitter. That's really the only way you hear about it. Sean Brown sat reports. CM Punk tried to play the bully card and he got cut. Point blank period. But and he got what he deserved, and now he he got in trouble too many times, and then basically he's you know too many offenses. That's it. He you out, brother. Three strikes and you're out. It's fair. It's only fair. I kind of four, but yes, you know, I'll give well, it to you four. He's got. He had many opportunities now. Because I, I was including, um, what's his face? 
Dolph Ziggler's um, brother backstage incident, some shit like that, whatever that happened. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, Philip Brooks. I don't know what's going to happen next. But if he goes, to, I'm sorry to say, if he goes to WWE, uh, that contract, listen, listen, at the end of the day, Philip Brooks, Bill Brooks, CM Punk, Uncensored, whatever you want to call it, needs money. This is but, about money now. Hey, listen. There's only one thing that he can do with his wife that guarantee him money. And that's the Duke's favorite app. Nah. As much shit as he talked about WWE when he came over to AEW, I don't think they'll even give him a chance. But you take a look at it, they also give Billy Gunn a chance. That's hey, Billy and Road Dog, and they were talking hell of shit when they was in TNA. And they, and they return back. But Look how close they is. are with one particular person. Well, actually, if you think about it, though, if you think about it, there's a huge difference between Billy Gunn and Road Dog compared to fucking CM Punk. CM Punk only has Paul Heyman, my guy. And I don't even think he has Paul Heyman. No, I think he still has Paul Heyman. And then you also got to think about his wife. His wife is fucking blackballed out of WWE, too. So the He's not coming back, bro. Who was his wife again? A, um, AJ Lee. Well, she did that porn shit, right? No. Nah. He just basically was like, I'm out of here. And she got fired, what? Like, right after um the wedding? On, her, on, on that wedding day. Oh, yeah. Was she got married to him or something? Yeah. They got, they got, they got married. They got fired. On the wedding day. But who but before us before we um change the topic, if he does go to WWE, who will actually will wrestle with him? There's no people you wrestle with. CM Punk going listen, dude, CM Punk going to WWE is like you win the OTTR championship. Let's be real. Nah. How many how many wrestlers have really had a bad stint with WWE and, go, and been gone for years and then came back? There's a lot. There's a so lot. let's not so let's not let's not take I'm not saying it's not a it's it's not gonna happen. I'm not saying it might not happen. But like I said, Vince McMahon and Triple H is about money. And right now, having him come back right now. With everything that just happened that we're going to talk later on, why not? Mm. I, I just, I just couldn't, because I just couldn't, man. His, he, he, like at the end of the day, when you get a second chance, you're supposed to be fucking humble, bro. You're supposed to walk in there like a regular fucking girl that's ready to work, not some asshole. You, do you remember you the know, last? Yeah. You remember the last situation that he had with Triple H when he was sitting in the chair in the ring and Triple H gave him a piece of honesty. And told him about himself. You don't think that conversation is going to come back tenfold? But they have that conversation. But how many wrestlers have told that to his face? If you get huh? AEW, Eddie Kingston said the same exact shit. Yeah, but he was like, Eddie this Kingston out of the is not. But Eddie Kingston, I'm sorry, is not no fucking Triple H. 
But at least a hey, case was the only rusher that came up to his face on the ring and it, it gave him like yo legit. Honestly, it wasn't just Triple H. It was also John Cena. And there's a lot of people from Ring of Honor. Even Impact. But like I said, you're putting them. You're putting them now in the granddaddy of a conglomerate, where this is your last chance to get your shit together. And like they said, this is where the big boys play. And like you say, you pull some shit. You ain't got to worry about it. You come and get your little glory, and they're going to fuck you up in the back and then fire your ass. <clears throat> At least you got paid. But now we just know how much really of a piece of shit you really are. Good luck on the indie circuit. Listen, CM Punk, listen CM Punk just needs to take Bam Bam Bigelow's old philosophy. I'll lose. Just say, yo, I'll lose. Just as long as the money's right. Mm. That's Let's move to the next topic. Let's move to the next topic. <laughs> well, we're gonna end it here when it comes to that. Uh, God damn it, Dukes! I don't know who's chasing after you or some shit, but no, nah, that's Blue Hill Lab, bro. That's Blue Hill Lab. You know, he I know that though. That's the whole point why I said that. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. Season premiere episode. Uh, we're gonna end it on a different note tonight, though. So I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. But you know, I want to thank each and every person that stayed in here as long as they could and, and everything like that. Me, Big Mike, Maverick, Dukes, Uncle Fats. My God, this is the beginning of something special here, and um, I'm forever grateful for this platform that we try to give you know people the real when it comes to our shit and. You know, hopefully it resonates. Mm. Damn. Do I not say anything else? <laughs> um, since you opened your mouth, you might as well start. Uh, uh fuck. Um, yo, know what? Since it's a new season. New changes, new meanings. You know, there's um, new stuff for everything fresh. And um, just for the fans out there, um, this is a family. This is a mob. This is everything that we love to do. We love to sit back and just tell everybody how how great it is for, for us to be around wrestling fans. And give you all our opinions and our, like, our uh, mindsets to the world and to y'all. Um, you know what? I'll give you know what? I'll give a shout out to my to the loved ones out there. Um and also my my baby, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, I know you're watching. Um you know what I'm I'll see you later. <laughs> Blue you, baby. Blue you. <laughs> hey, Blue, you got that. Whoa, dudes. What's yeah, going on? Blues in the world. Hey, listen, let him be happy. He's good. He's good. Slow down on that pencil. All what right, so. I, I would say I'll go. Shout out to everybody. It's a new season, season eight. Thank you to everyone watching in the comments. Yeah, we here. You're reigning, defending four time, only four time OCPR champion. Follow me on the socials, I am underscore MBJ. Uh, we here, we here for a new season. 
We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some laughs. And, yeah, I'll see y'all next week. Uh, anyone else win? You know, so I want to say, everybody, shout out to everyone that's liking, sharing, subscribing to us. I enjoy everyone that comes in and watches and tunes in every week. It's a new season. I'm excited to, you know, have fun. So let's do it. Let's have fun together. Let's let's make this work. Uh, go fat, Mr. Baking King. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, shout out to everyone, man. Uh, season eight. Damn. Who would have thought? Well, guess what? I did. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Now. Shout out to all the listeners and all the fans, all the haters. I told you, I love the haters. The haters is what motivates me to continue to be the one. The one. Yeah, even though I hate that shit. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to really thank all of y'all for tuning in. It's a it's a true blessing, and it's really a good feeling to know that you're back to Jones. Thanks to the sponsors, W. Uh, brand ambassadors, not sponsors. The brand ambassadors, all the other sponsors. Sorry, I'll get it down next video. I promise you. Make sure you use our code OTTR Mob uh, for your discounts when you do your purchases. Um, and keep hitting the like and, and, and share button. We only going to get better. There's nothing wrong with change. Change is good. Trust me. I walk around with a with a back pocket full of change. Okay, so it changes good. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, we're only going to get stronger. And we're going to get funnier. And we're going to get better. And we're going to keep growing. And then next year, you know, we're just going to be everywhere. And once you continue to hate, we're just going to get even better. Because we love y'all. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to love the hell out of y'all. Because that's what fat people do. We don't give a shit. <laughs> We continue to love and continue to love in spite of just don't poke the bear. That's all I'm saying. There's no pause. There's no nothing. Pause. Just don't poke the bear. You did. We'll poke you. <laughs> and, and to my brothers here and to the ones that are not here in the family, I love y'all. This season is going to be fun. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait for the memories, the moments, the the arguments, the the uh, the challenges, the the yeah. mess. It's going to be fun. And and ladies yeah. and gentlemen, there's going to be a little mixture of wrestling and a little bit of sports because we're also involved in the sports league. So there might be a little hesitation and some some argumentative shit going on. But just understand, this is what we do. We're, we're, we're kings that love wrestling and we love the art of entertainment and what it means. And we're going to do the best that we can to give you the best uh, each show. So y'all keep tuning in. Love y'all and y'all be safe. That brought a tear to my eye. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I try. I'm working on my promos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you def- you definitely haven't watched Hills. All right. I see you. Dude. Last but not least. It's you. It's you now. Yeah, Dukes was first. Yeah, Dukes was first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. It's you well, now, boss man. Um, I thought I did mine first, but I mean, 
Hold on. Did we even say the uh, the RIPs? Yeah, we're gonna do that real quick um, before we end the show. Um, And I got a ten bell salute in store for that. So before we end the show, um, during the break, uh, we have found out about news about the passing of both WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk and surprisingly to us, Wyndham Rotonda, also known as Bray Wyatt, also passed away literally the very next day at the age of 36. Terry Funk was 79. Um, it This it came to be a shot and I know to a lot of wrestling fans who were big fans of Bray, um, you know, they felt the same by this. It's definitely some old school fans who love and grew up watching Terry. I definitely know definitely Uncle Fats, Mike, myself, uh, Maverick, Deuce here, all watched at least a few of his matches from um, from his past and, you know, and grew up doing some appreciation for Terry Funk and um, yeah, it's thank you for the memory. Thank you for the thank you for the classes. Thank you for the wrestling memories. Thank you for blessing us with your spirit, especially for Bray, because that was super unfortunate for a lot of people. And still deeply sad about that because you know the Brody Lee one still still stings me. Still thinking about that, but now. I don't know. I can't get rid of that itch. So I got to tell my out to both these guys. Um, rest in peace. Anyone else have anything to say? Yeah. So for me, Terry Funk was like my dad's era wrestling. But, you know, I still watched him. But Bray Wyatt, honestly, was my favorite wrestler besides Seth Rollins. And losing someone who had so much character, because I pride myself on having character and just being a stand-up person in general. It just sucks, man. You lose. You dude's young. The dude is 36. I am 35, my guy. And you lose somebody like that, and you're just like, yo, this dude would have been the next Hall of Famer. He was... In my eyes, the next coming of The Undertaker, character based off a of character alone, doing everything that he did, he changed the game of wrestling when it came to cutting promos, when it came to cutting certain videos. So that, to me, is a hard loss. That's like if we were to lose Randy Orton or if we were to lose, you know, someone like of that stature fucking like someone like that died that's what it feels like for me for all you dx fans if trump triple h or if uh sean michaels dropped dead right now a lot of us would be all fucked that's what bray wide's like for me like terry funk was like the great, the crazy granddad. Like, I, Terry Funk is 
who really was my introduction to quote unquote hardcore wrestling. Like I would watch him in ECW and just be amazed seeing his old clips. Just amazing. One of my favorite, favorite, all the matches that he's had, all the stuff that he did. One of my, my probably favorite matches is is the tag the dumpster tag match with him and Foley versus the New Age Outlaws at WrestleMania because that match was just insane, insane, and it, and his character he he crazy chainsaw Charlie it was amazing I I was this man was doing moonsaults in his fifties like you you just don't build him like that guy anymore no fear. So like it just it his passing hurt. I was I was upset. And then the Wyndham news. I don't want to it's two different sports, it's two different things, but the Wyndham news hit me very similar to to when Kobe passed, to where I I just thought it was a joke. Like it just felt numb, like no, this isn't real. I gotta, I, I gotta find a report saying that you know to, to debunk this. Like, this is just some Twitter stuff. That's just, it's, no, no, no way. Like, this isn't real. And like, even now, it doesn't feel. It feels weird talking about him in the past. It still feels weird talking about Kobe in the past tense. I keep thinking that this is just all a fucking uh, a gimmick, and like he's gonna come back. Exactly. You like, know what I'm saying? But you can't. It's mad hard to believe. <laughs> like it's a weird AI experiment going on. Yeah. Like it's just, I just can't get over it. Like he, his character, it, everything, it was, it, was, it was great. He was an artist. He, he, he was, was legit artist. getting ready to come back. Yeah. He, he, he <laughs> like, what the fuck? And if I could have a moment of humor, Wyndham will always be the man for pulling JoJo. I just want to know that. Always be the man for that. Also the man for for the muscle man dance. (laughs) 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 Of a fact? It's not an emotional thing for me per se where I'm in tears and more crying on the inside as a fan because I'm a true 80s baby. And Terry Funk, when I came into wrestling, it's crazy because I got introduced into wrestling by the great Muda. That was the first wrestler that that gave me that wow factor where you can come out in a costume Green face mask to get the tie. Yeah, it was green. And then he did his little homage thing that he does on the ropes. And he crossed his hands. And when he spit some shit out, I said, damn. I became a fan. I said, I got to know what this is about. Not knowing that years later, I come across a guy by the name of Terry Punk, who reminds me of that country-ass uncle 
that smoked cigarettes, there's a chain smoking head, beer smoke, uh, a chain smoking cigarette, beer drinking, just Sounds like do it all. Me. <laughs> like, like just, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, just like, just like a do it all. Like, like he can fix your carburetor. He can, he can fix roofs. Like when it came to wrestling, it was like it was like Terry Funk was just that uncle that could do everything. He could sum with just one tool, and and just and he just did not care. Hairstyle never changed. Always had that bandana. Always had that hillbilly mud 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 slinging type look and just it you, you could not turn away from his charisma that accent and just the way he wrestled you just had to respect it i mean he had one of the best ddts outside of jake the snake i'm sorry he was a blue collar badass how about that bro he was like one of the best like fighters slash he wrestlers. was a blue collar him and Dusty, you fit in the same fucking category. Like them, like Terry just did it for me when it just came to being a natural fighter and just going all out and like a never really never giving up attitude. You had to really kill Terry Funk to beat him. And that's what I loved about it. Like it didn't give a fuck how young he was at the time, how old he was. He never you had to literally it was like you had to make it bleed, and like he had to pass out from losing so much blood, or you had to literally break something to the point where he couldn't move in order to keep him down. So it was like to watch him, like not only transcend, but but bring a new age level of hardcoreness to this great sport during the Attitude Era. You had to love it, being an ECW being a part of WWE, being in some legendary matches that we as fans will never forget. It's a blessing. Now, on the other hand, I honestly don't, it hasn't sunk in for me yet that Bray Wyatt is gone. Like, I'm tired of deaths. I understand 79 because of, you know, you, you pretty much live a, a full life. 80% of your life, I give it to you. Most people don't get to see past the 80s. This man was 36. I'm 41. Fuck COVID. I think you that's understand? why I heard so much is because he was so fucking young. And that's the thing. It's just like this man's life was just getting started. People don't understand. There are so many people that come in and out of this thing that we call sports. And there's very few people that we come across that are great and that we can't wait to see what unfolds. And we just pray and hope that we can see the rise and fall or whatever the case may be, just to enjoy the ride. This is one that I can't accept. I can't accept it because now this changes the game for everything. 
this whole thing that we call the dark side of wrestling is now it's lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After the retirement of Undertaker, the only person in my mind that was valuable to fill those fucking shoes was Bray Wyatt. This man had brought something completely different that us as fans had chills down our spine, had goosebumps down to the Firefly House shows, the puppeteers bringing in certain people, classic matches during the pandemic, this, that, and the third, even before then. The first Wyatt family, where it was him, it was Strowman, it was Luke, it was Brody, like, we saw what was about to unfold. Even with the passing of Brody Lee, yeah, that was a that was a kick in the side. But this right hand was like cutting the neck off to something explosive. I'm sorry. I can't. My my emotions as a fan won't allow me to let this sink in because I will not accept any other person other than Bray Wyatt. Almost like losing Eddie Guerrero. It's like losing your first love. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. This man came in and literally created a dimension of darkness that was the equivalent to Undertaker when he first stepped up, stepped foot in the WWE. Which is what, 93, 94? Can we let Duke say something? Because I know... We've been here for a very long man. I know you want to get off, but he's been sitting here quiet for a long time. And he has to say something. No, go ahead. I just can't. <clears throat> Dude, All right. yes. I hope and pray you know what you're going to say and say it fluently. Yes, I do. Um, Man, um, think about Terry Funk. And Bray Wyatt kind of hits you in the gut, in a way. Um, Terry Funk reminds me of a a Willie Nelson mixed with a hillbilly. Like his chaoticness is like. Ev- Everything. Who is that? Like, I can't really tell you to, to tell you all the truth, but everything, everything, this hit, this hit in a way that you just can't really imagine. Um, I remember matches with him and Dusty Rose. I remember matches with um him and Ric Flair. I remember the old school matches. Then when he hit the WWE and get paired up with Mick Foley of uh, everything. If there was a Mount Rushmore of hardcore legends, Terry Funk has got to be up there with 
Like he's the godfather of hardcore. There'd be no hardcore. Exactly. Nothing. There was nobody that could top what he can do. Um, but Bray on the other hand, it hits like it hits me like how Eddie passed. It hit me how Shad Gaspar passed. Um, that's like one of those like, damn, at a young age, and we haven't really seen his full potential. Like what he can actually do, and just by the matches that he was able to give us, was was marvelous. His promo work was was insane. Like he legit set that bar. And I don't think no one could touch him on that. Like he literally made, sorry to say, he made Strowman, he made Luke Harper, he made Eric Rowan, he made even pushed Daniel Bryan the way he's supposed to. And I'm not sitting there saying just say that, but I'm just saying this just because how his matches was as the fiend, how he brought out the best in Finn Balor, how he brought out the best of John Cena by giving us the Firefly Funhouse. Look what he did with Alexa Bliss. Exactly, just to get to her as well. Even Randy Orton having matches with him. Even him, like so many matches that he could have done. It was a shame. Like no offense of what of of his sickness and whatnot, but everything that took place with with his character. I could legit sit there and say is WWE has legit dropped the ball. And I'm not I'm not sitting there just to sit there and say it, but I'm sitting there believing that because what just by his work alone, he could have been one. Of, he would have been one of the great ones. I can't sit there and say Undertaker 2.0, but he would have been. The Prince of Darkness. If if we play like that as Undertaker as the King of Darkness, he'll probably be the Prince. And I and it's just hurtful. Um, I would say shout out to condolences go out to Terry Funk and his family. Condolences go out to JoJo. Um, Bo Dallas his whole. Um, Bray Wyatt's whole entire family himself. Um, cause that that right there kind of stings. And, and you know, here's one more person I could literally say rest in peace to, and that was might be one one of the greatest um, hosts of WWE, Bob Barker. Even though he was like 99 years old, but even still, like he was part of WWE for just for one time only, and he. At least he did something in there, so that's all I can. That's all that I can say for for at this moment. Greatest theme show music ever. When that shit came on, you knew what time it was. And I'll probably bet you all every grandparent will sit back and watch that show 
every day. Faithfully. That price is right, will of fortune, all that. Bob Barker wasn't on Wheel of Fortune. That's no, he's saying, he say, you know, he's saying all the old folks who watch it like that. Like Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still doing that. I mean, yeah. I don't watch that shit in a minute anyway. It ain't the same without Alex Trebek, man. Cancer sucks. Several. Uh, folks. Actually, separate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But folks, um, catch y'all next week. Have a good rest of your weekend and the rest and the half of the week next week. So wrestling brings something good to us next week as far as this is concerned. Um, having to do that, shout out to Soul Ace, shout out to Gubby, and shout out to Dream Live University, everything else. And um, we're going to give one a bell salute. Have a show. That's how we'll end it. Um, Terry Funk and with the Batonum, also known as Ray Wyatt. Have a good night. Meet your mics. Meet your mics. Meet your mics.